Episode 26 of the 2014 offseason. This is show 139. Good work, Smellis. Good work. Uh, as usual, we're going to drop down a lot of fantasy football goo on you tonight. And we're really fired up for this one. On, on uh, Over all of our outlets, Facebook, Twitter, emails directly, second opinions. We've actually got a number of people who have asked us, Hey, where are the collective tiers uh, in the draft kit? on the website, all this good stuff. And to be honest, we've been so busy with some of the changes and just, a, as you can see, we've been putting up a ton of content that we just haven't gotten around to it. So we did get around to it earlier today. And I'll, I'll quickly say we is Houdini to my left, Dogmatica across the way from me. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com. And basically we met for a little bit before this show and, and, uh, and talked through a little bit about our tier rankings and Dogmatica put together an awesome formula for our draft kit where we all ranked and did our own tiers. Me, Houdini, Dogmatica, and also Stag Party. And Dogmatica did a formula where I could add it up. So we have our tiers set. He put them, he put those rankings into tiers. We discussed it a little bit. So we kind of have a basis and foundation here for you on this podcast. So we're not starting from scratch because we're trying to get through a lot of players. And uh, as you know, we did a podcast on tiers, collective tiers, which is our group agreed democracy version of uh, the tiers for pyromaniac.com. And that was uh, April 19th um, of this year. So... Go check out that episode because we really talked just about the first 10 to 12, 15 guys at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And it's a great podcast. And really, for all those guys, not much has changed that much. There's been That was pre-draft, so obviously there's news there, and we'll try and cover that kind of stuff here. So, what's up, boys? Uh, obviously, you know, with game, our first preseason game of the year, we can talk about live action. We can talk about all this great news with the camps and... Uh, you know, I'll let you guys start off by quickly uh, covering b- the Black Unicorn. Obviously, the Bears acted swiftly. Tell well, me what, I mean, tell me what you guys think on that. Real quick, before we talk about our our, our team, you know, which is the Bears. Obviously, I just want to, and I don't normally do this. I don't like to talk about my girlfriend on 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 air usually, but I want to wish a happy birthday to my girl, uh, Marissa Miller. It's, uh, she's, <laughs> it's her birthday today, you know, and she's uh, she's five years younger, so you know she she was looking for some uh, a silver fox here, which she got, you know. She's yeah. hot. Yeah, you yeah, did good. Uh, buddy. Well, thanks. You I did good. Buddy. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Watch out, watch your yeah, back. Andy Warhol too. It's his birthday. It's nice. Yeah, so, Andy Warhol. Yeah, yeah. but to, to to get back into football, yeah, I mean we we could talk about uh, Martellus Bennett and the, and the suspension. Well, what do you think about it? Yeah. I, I, I don't. I honestly don't. I think it'll be done within the next day, and I think I honestly think that they'll probably put him in there for the uh, the preseason game in a couple of days. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think it was a bold move by Tressman and the, and the Bears organization. Apparently, there was more to it than just wasn't just about the fight on the field, uh, which everyone thought it was just about that. 
It also had to do with, I think, uh, Brandon Marshall had gone over to him to try to calm him down, and he kind of went, uh, went after Brandon. Then, they obviously, they had cut the practice short by like 20, 25 minutes, uh, and then when they had gone back in later uh, in the evening, he still hadn't cooled down. So it was at that point in time that that's when they made the decision. So, you know, there, he has a history, and uh, he has a history of, you know, Mark Trustman said, he goes, once he cools down, then he usually has a chance to reflect and uh, then come to his senses as far as how he acted. So I, I think uh, this is one of those ones where they're just waiting for that, but this is, you know, a real, a real major uh, step, I think, to, to correcting him. Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's still pissed off that, you know, Clash of the Titans cut him because he was black. You know, you know, <laughs> you know that's, a, yeah. Yeah. that's a Pegasus, not a Peg- unicorn. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, fly, that's a flying horse, not a, not a unicorn. But, uh, but, but you know what? Tempers flare, it, when it, especially in preseason. You know, when it comes to the season, everybody's all buddy buddy. You all made the team, and you're all working towards the same goal. At this point, you got guys, uh, you know, a, a rookie in this case who. First rounder. Yeah, first, first rounder. First round. Who tackled him in a, you know, I, I watched the play. It was a, it was something I, I wouldn't like happen to me either. It was more of a body. It was like he was trying to go for the ball while his body kind of hit and him. And it was almost hard. like, no, it was like his arm kind of just got up around his neck, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I saw. Yeah. And it almost yeah, looked like from the, from the backside angle, it almost looked like he, he had maybe part of his face mask when he flipped, when he flipped him over there. I, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know exactly what happened there, but tempers flare in the preseason. Shit happens. Any player will tell you the same thing should happen. You'll get all the analysts on TV, ESPN. Yeah, but you're giving, you're giving him too easy of a break. Right. This is a guy that always does this. He's a hothead. He's as overrated of a player as I've ever seen, to be honest. To be, the fact that we talk about him so much for he's not that great. And he's not going to be that great again this year. And the reason is, is he's not concentrating. He's not thinking. He's an awesome sound like guy off the field. I don't think we should talk about him anymore, but I think he's overrated. I'm staying away from him as far as I fucking can this season. I might have a couple good games, but he's just like, he just doesn't concentrate enough. He's all focused on all this weird shit. He's just kind of out there. I don't know. I don't like the guy as a player. I, 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 I'm staying away. All I'm saying is I like what the Bears did. Because yeah, the Bears are saying that this is a cancer that we're not going to have in our locker room. And this is a second-year coach who's really trying to put his stamp, hey, Everyone, pay attention. This is our starting tight end. No one is uh, is, is over, uh, you know, judgment here. Yeah, the, I mean, the, if we're going to say the last words on this, I applaud Tressman for what he did, for you know, with the situation. I, th- I think that it's going to be water under the bridge within two days, but I do applaud Tressman for what he did, and I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I think Tressman, everyone's on his jock now. You see articles everywhere about him and the big rags and everything. It's funny. He's yeah. like he's like the NFL's golden child at the coaching position right now. Yep. More power to him. Your daughters are hot too, buddy. All right, well, let's get the end of this thing, and this is the 2014 Pyro Collective Tier Sheet. So me, Dogmatica, Houdini are going to talk it through here on this podcast and get our democracy version of our tiers for the next version of the draft kit that's going to come out on Tuesday, which is sweet. All right, we're going to start with running backs, right, Doug? Yeah, I, I, I figure, you know, we always do quarterbacks. Everybody always goes quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Let's start with running backs this time. And, and as long as we're going with running backs, um, I just want to mention, you know, we had to take somebody off that, that was unfortunate. You know, he was a first-round pick. He had a lot of promise. David Wilson. You know, I mean, he, he ended he had his career ended uh, due to another stinger 
uh, and, and it's really tough when you see somebody go through something like that that you cannot rehab. It's not a knee. It's not a broken anything. It's something you just cannot rehab from. It was really a really emotional press conference. And um, I happened to tape it today because I was, I was watching it and I really felt like it was something that people needed to hear, to hear the human side of what these players actually do go through. And uh, you, know, you hear sound bites constantly all, all year long and they're always uh, ego-driven and everything. But here, here's, here it is. Why don't you play it, Eugene? I can live and have a healthy life. I don't have a family yet and I want to have one and I want to be able to enjoy it. Then you go to NFL and then you got all these NFL players, uh, great players that will probably be in the Hall of Fame one day. And uh, great players that will probably be in the Hall of Fame one day. And they support you. And coaches that won Super Bowls, they get behind you and they support you. And that, that's been a great feeling, man. Uh, like I got these are tears of joy, man. Don't, don't for a second y'all think that I'm pitying myself or sad because I got to live my dream. And uh, I'll set another dream and be great at that because I always look at uh, trying to be great at whatever I do. I'll be looking at my teammates this year and forever that I play with, wishing them the best. And every, every time I watch a Giants game or a football game and see people play that I, that I actually have the chance to meet, I want to watch them go on that field. And I want to see them try to be great because it can be taken away. Yeah, man, that's hardcore. It was to me the same exact injury as Peyton Manning. Couldn't Peyton Manning, if he had gotten a stinger and gotten jacked yet last year, I mean, didn't they have the same spinal fusion thing where basically you remove one of your vertebrae and you, you, you merged another one, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure you had the same thing. Difference yeah, is the position you play, though. Of course, but right. it just shows you. That's why, you know, that's why I didn't take Manning so high last year. I was well, like, one hit and this guy's gone and I'm fucked. It's also the reason why running backs don't get paid anymore. The, the way the quarterbacks do, or wide, or wide receivers at this point, yep. or even, uh, you know, even some defensive players because they're the ones doing the hitting. Uh, it's, it's just a, it, football has grown and, and changed in so many ways. So let's go with running backs instead of quarterbacks. Let's start it off with, uh, first of all, the tier one, yeah, tier one. I, I think it's, I think it's an obvious call. You, you're going to go with McCoy and Adrian Peterson. Uh, Peterson's due for a bounce back year. McCoy's in a system that is just set up for fancy points galore. I think those two pretty much stand alone. You can maybe throw something like a, a Forte or a Charles in there. I have possible. Forte as my two. Yeah. Sure, I can, I can, and I could definitely understand that. <clears throat> but when it comes down to it, I think Peterson has the most talent in the league, without a doubt. The system that he's going to be running in right now in Minnesota with North Turner heading the offense. North Turner got Ladanian Tomlinson to the top. Of the, yeah, I don't need to go through it all. But beyond that, once you get to Tier 2, you got your Forte, which I think heads the list there. Jamal Charles, who is talented beyond belief, yet he's going to have a more difficult schedule. I think he goes to 4 at that point behind Forte. Forte is set up a little bit better than he is. Then it comes. It gets a little tricky. Well, I want to. I want. I want to let you know that just I. I've got a Monty Ball as my 
third running back. And now that obviously changes and drops a little bit. This is from something I did a week ago. Uh, you know, with the uh, appendectomy, it's, it's, it's definitely hurts him a little bit. But not that much. Uh, I don't think it does. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it kind of just makes it so he doesn't have the opportunity of getting banged up this preseason. I agree. And then, you know what, I mean, Adrian Peterson, as they've said already, isn't going to run a, a single play in the whole preseason. Wow. And he should. Yeah. You know, why, why would he? He knows, you know, he knows what's going on out there. Yeah. Why, why, why would you give him an extra hit? Wasn't his first run last year something like a 70-yard run? His first run of the season was like an 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. First play, I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this guy. And he didn't have that great of a season. But no. first play, you're just like, yeah. Oh my god. This guy's, gonna, this guy's gonna have twenty five hundred yards and you only ended up with that after that eighty yard run, he only ended up with like hundred and six yards or something. Well and, and so it wasn't a great game, but yeah, still wow. right. Monty Ball too. I want to talk about Monty Ball because we also had uh, I think it was a second opinion question or someone was asking about Monty Ball. How do we have why do we have him so high? Yeah. You know, uh, is it just because of Peyton Manning? Well, that's a big, big part of it. Yeah. Having all the weapons around that the Denver Broncos have, having the offensive line that they have, and then having Peyton Manning, who is a offensive coordinator as a quarterback, who is dissecting the defense. He goes up there and he has the ability. The play is not called. He, he has already called a run play or a pass play. And he looks at the defense, whatever they commit to, that's how he sets up his running backs to have huge gaping holes, huge runs, because he fakes out the defense. It's it's Nobody it's, does a better play nobody. action. Nobody. And that helps his passing, and it only helps his passing if they are actually running the ball. If every if every time he's going back and passing the ball, then that play action doesn't do crap. So he's going to get tons of opportunities. And Dogmatica, I actually listened to the podcast from last uh, April that I talked to you about, the, our collective tiers, real early pre-draft version. Um, and you were just like, what does he have to, behind him? Hillman, C.J. Anderson. It's just like, once the game start, this guy is going to be the bell cow. This guy is going to get workhorse status. And... On that team, being a workhorse back with such a threat and such a dynamic offense, there's just he's just got. They're going to be thinking about him by far the least. Two more things to mention: why Monty Ball should not only be, uh, you know, four or five or whatever in tiers, but possibly as you're putting him three. And it wouldn't shock me if he was one or two. And I'll tell you why. First of all, something that people don't think about very much is how much that Mile High Stadium tires out a defense in wow. the second half. Good point. Wow. Okay, and it is a gigantic thing. He's going to be used to it. And that's, you know, and he, because they have so many weapons on offense, he isn't running around like crazy like the defense is all day long. So he's going to be rested and be okay for that for that second half and dominate. Second, look at what fucking Nosha Moreno did last yeah. year. Okay? And he didn't even get all the carries. He split time a lot with with uh, Monty Ball, especially towards the end of the year, Noshan was playing on a leg and a half, as it, as you know you could tell. I mean, what Monty Monty Ball is a bigger talent right now than Noshan Moreno was, For sure. and is you know last year especially. What Monty Ball can do in this offense is off the charts. So I mean, to, to list him in the top five is obvious to me. Yep. I, I want to talk about the next guy because the guy that closes out this tier because I believe that this is uh, uh, one of these lines of demarcation for me. Okay, this is when I look at first round running backs. These th- it ends at, at Eddie Lacy. This is the line of defecation. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes because it becomes a crapshoot. <laughs> <it. laughs> It's where the roll ends and you just start wiping with your hand. Oh, God. I hope you had a lot of antibacterial. <laughs> I don't kiss and tell. Fuck it. I'll raise you. Nastiest <laughs> shit you've ever done. I'm talking about nasty. 
Uh, wow. So many stories are running through my head right now. I dated this girl for a while, and she was really a nasty freak. She just loved to get down with sex all the time. She was like, any time of day, she was like, yeah, let's go. I'm so nasty. And I'd be nailing her. Oh, shit. She'd be like, oh, you're nailing me. Cool. <laughs> so, but Eddie Lacey, uh, what's cool about this nasty freak is that he's adding in the uh, being a pass catcher into his repertoire. And he had, what was it, 35 or something odd, uh, 36 catches yeah. last year. So he, he, he had some, but now you're adding that extra element. And with, uh, you know, gaining the trust of uh, Aaron Rodgers, because, you know, they only played together in, uh, it was only like, what, like, I don't know how many games. but Seven or, seven seven or eight. Games. I think it was seven games, maybe eight with the playoffs. So, just gonna um, let you know, you did the whole Eddie Lacy thing much better in the previous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So go back and you can re-edit and you can put that one. Up. But yeah. I'm just telling you that this is a guy. This is where it ends for me as guys that have a solid chance for touchdowns. Definitely going to be thousand-yard uh, running backs uh, and also be uh, damaged in PPR leagues because they are going to be, you know, 50-plus uh, uh, reception guys. That's what that's what I, I figure Lacey to get about uh, probably 50 catches this well, year. Lacey, he did have, you're right, he had 35 catches last year in only 15 games. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that, first of all, you're right, he didn't get to play with Rodgers sometimes, so they were able to concentrate on him, not just because Rodgers was out, but because Randall Cobb was out as well. Yeah. They, you know, who else? I mean, but he had his Jordan better Nelson games with Rodgers out. Huh? He had his better games with Rodgers out. His bigger games. They fed because the they, more, they yeah. fed him the ball more. Right. You know, they had to give him the ball. I just want to make sure that Rodgers were planning on being there. You know, it's not going to be. I, but I it, feel like he's going to be great. I just don't think he's going to have those enormous games. I did do the stats on his games with Rodgers and without Rodgers. And there is a difference. He did do a little bit better without Rodgers. But it's negligible. It's really not okay. all that much. Okay. It was um, like one more touchdown. It was like... It, it fair was enough. Fair enough. Three. I'm, I'm, I'm like, playing yeah. devil's advocate. Yeah, I'm not as high on this I guy as you guys are. I, I got to tell you, I love Lacey this year. I have Lacey as my four. No joke. I, I mean, the, the guy had 11 touchdowns in 15 games last year. They what plan on using him more. Six. I got him eight. Yeah. So they we're, they, we're they plan on using him more this year. I like him. And it like he's ready for it. I like him. My only thing, we saw it last year with Trent Richardson. I know there was a lot there, and maybe maybe this guy's much better than Trent Richardson. I'm not so positive of that. But we saw what happened year two with Trent Richardson, and that ship went sinking real fast. I think that Eddie Lacy's... Martin, too, sinking I, I, I think... Ed, yeah, exactly. I think Eddie Lacy's going to be great, but there is that one. It's like when I was talking about Johnny, Johnny Manziel when he was coming out. I'm not sleep. I'm not going to bed. If I take him, you have to take him in the first round. Essentially, I think he's a late first round pick, early second round, pretty much a late round. He'll be in, taken in most first. Late rounds. first, early second. I'm sure. not sleeping well with that pick. I'm just not because he I, could I, just I, I, all I'll of a sudden, right away, just be like, ooh. I, 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 you got like I've said and like we've said with everything, you got to have a short memory. Just because Trent Richardson and Doug Martin didn't work out doesn't mean that Eddie Lacy. There's the eye test, as Charlie don't surf. He's got said. that body. It's the eye test. You watch Eddie Lacy run. He does run over players. Trent Richardson didn't. Eddie He's a Lacy chubber. Like, it's not only the eye test. It's not only the eye test. Eddie it's Lacy's got the same belly the I do. Offense. Uh, the, he does. the offense. The reason why you can trust He's him and Monty well. Ball more is because so of Peyton Manning and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. 
that's the that's why Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers are the reason why these second year backs have a much better chance to succeed. Because when they have a play called that's their defense is stacked to where they're going to run the ball, they audible out of it. Yeah, no, yeah, no they, don't, they don't get you killed. I like the lacy call. I think so. What are, are we saying that tier two is Forte Charles Ball Lacy? Yeah, because I I agree with that. I, I've got you know. Yeah, I, I, I think I think I feel good about but that. I, I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. My my problem possibly could be Charles. You know, I, really? Yeah, honestly, do you he, think he, should he be? says he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, listen, I do love Charles, and I think he. I personally think he's going to end up being in the Hall of Fame too. I, I'm no joke on that. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that he has a much tougher schedule this year. He's on a Chiefs team that did not improve their wide receiving core at all. They are depending on Travis Kelsey. To boost that wide receiving core, for some reason it doesn't matter Alex when Smith. you got Alex Smith thrown. Exactly, I mean, if they, if they exactly had signed something great. Doesn't defenses, matter. Defenses in the AFC will now have a book on Andy Reid and what they do with the Chiefs. It's I'm just a little bit concerned about what Charles can and will be able to do this year. I agree with you, but the opportunity knocks. They're nothing without him. So the way I say it, if you felt, and I'm not saying I feel good about this, I don't think Charles will be on any of my teams. So I'm, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate. I'm going into the season the same way I was last season. He'll be taking more I think, I do. I think that right. hit. I, have, I, I think that, that hit. In one of my leagues, I mean, he's so. sweet. He's dope. But I, I feel like he's going to get hit and knocked out. I always just think he's too slight the way he runs so hard. And it's the biggest misnomer about him. He I doesn't know, get in. I know, but weird. we saw it in the playoffs. He did, actually, in the first drive. Uh, he said he could have come back in, and they actually admitted after which, yeah, he could have, but we wanted to. All right. Because they, they were kicking ass. They didn't but, need to bring him back in. Fair enough. Fair enough. But... I, I do think at the same time, this ship goes as far as this guy goes. If he gets hurt or something else happens, fine. But he's going to get the opportunities because he's the team. Well, the he's, the, he's the offense. The reason, is, exactly. the reason why it becomes a stress for him is that, again, it's you're coming off of a career year. This is a guy who had never had more than uh, what was it, eight touchdowns, uh, total touchdowns yep. in, in a season. And he put up 19 last year. Yep. So... Uh, that ain't There's gonna a bounce again, back that's going to happen. Every defense is going to focus on him. Yeah. No, you you guys are right. Well, hey, you know what? Did he have the number one strength Com- schedule compa- last year? It was one of the easiest ones in the league. Comparison-wise, you guys want to talk comparisons? You were talking Lacey to uh, Richardson yeah, and Martin. Yeah. How about this? Charles to LaShawn McCoy after he had the 22 touchdowns. Went right. down to how many the next year? Uh, like two, two to five yeah. or something like that. It was, it was, was disgraceful for a first games. round pick. Yeah, it was. You know, one thing I, I, I want you to add to the draft kit: Val Verde. But it was, it was, uh, it was five overall, two rushing touchdowns, five total touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what I was thinking? The, what we need to do? Fifteen. Yeah. Strength of schedule. We need to put last year's the final strength of schedule from last year. We need to put it into the draft kit at the bottom. Because that's the kind of thing that's so awesome. Hey, see the comparison yeah. Thing. Write right. it down. You got it. Write it down. Yeah. You don't need to. I don't remember. No, I'll remember. I'll remember <laughs> yeah. that too. So, for sure. That's a good one. We've already got it. Just a co- copy and paste down after you can all those right sick. Now. <laughs> I just want to hold on. Pyro promo. I sent out a text message to you. And, and If you haven't bought the draft kit, the thing's so sick that literally we're charging 15 bucks for it. Dogmatica spearheads it, but we've all put a lot into it. We've got so much great content, and the thing is just, we've just honed this thing down to an exact science. The thing is ridiculous. Everyone that buys it is emailing us and just saying, wow, dude, you guys are on a different level. But in this kit, the strength of schedule tab alone is worth $15. And I will say that, and we don't need to sit here and talk out the wazoo about this draft kit. Buy it if you want to win. If you listen to our podcast on a regular basis and you're not buying it, that's crazy. 
You should because it's just it's just it's how it's just so friggin' awesome. But this strength schedule alone will help you out. You know, I may not have had sex, but I could fuck you up. Yeah. That's pretty much the way you'll be feeling when that, when that email comes in and says, you just took a step closer to a championship and you download that thing. It is so sick. That strength schedule alone, basically, Dogmatica, give us an elevator pitch on that, that tab alone, strength of schedule, what you've, what you've got there. Well, I mean, the, the tab alone, first of all, of course you got the, the full year, you know, weeks 1 through 17, the strength of schedule for every single team. The fancy playoffs for for most leagues, 14 through 16. We also do 14 through 17 in case you do 14 through 17 as well. We have the first half of the season, games 1 through 8 for every team. Uh, second half of the season, games 9 through 16 for every team. We have week by week for quarterbacks, week by week for running backs. We'll talk about week by week. Means. So every single week, every single that matchup, that, that offensive player versus their team, or that offensive team against the defensive opponent, you're ranking their strength and schedule and how hard it's going to be at each position. The, the, the first week of the season, uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now that Matt Ryan has the third toughest matchup in the entire league. I'll tell you, in the fourth week, he has the easiest. So you're going to know these things week to week. If you have Matt Ryan, there you go. Sick. Well, I think where this also becomes really, really important is in the first four weeks of the season, right? Because this is also where if you're looking at these types of charts and you know that there's going to be a guy that has a toughest balls first four weeks out of the gate schedule, well, here's a guy that I can target to go for in a trade because that owner is going to be completely upset with the way that he, the way he's performed. And the other thing to keep in mind is this is great at the beginning, but as we get the season going, you know, and things happen, things change. But that's what's amazing because Dog also is, does our strength of schedule each week in our rankings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and we're going to be putting it in our rankings that's what I'm each saying, week. Right. We'll have a strength of schedule. will be a nice little chart in the upper right hand corner showing you exactly that. If it's Tom Brady's spot at quarterback, Tom Brady QB going against this week's opponent, Team X, is, is, is the third easiest or the last hardest. And the last thing I'll say about this, and this is where I think. What uh, an old uh, partner of ours here at, at Pyromaniac, uh, the Rain Man, uh, Bradley Wax Mondia. We love you, buddy. We love you. Love you. Uh, Come back. This guy. You, this guy is literally would look at a chart like this week to week and say, "Oh, oh, wait, hold on. The next four games for Randall Cobb are tough, and he'll move them." He'll trade him, and he'll get two guys that he looks at that schedule, and there's no one that reconstructs their team in any fantasy league I'm with like this to the point of like hilarity, and you're like laughing, and it's just because it's just flowing. I get I get I get offers from him all the time. Don't seize on some of them, do on others, but he's literally molding teams based on that week to week where he's like, shit, this is gonna be a bleak five weeks. He's he's on the West Coast playing the fucking NFC West right uh, for a while. Blah blah blah. That, this would be great, and, you know, we're not going to make it seem like trades happen, like, so, so much, but they should if you had the knowledge, and you should use it to your Exactly. Advantage. You you wonder why that one guy in your league is always trading and stuff. It's because he's looking at something like this, probably. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you that right I now. Used sometimes sometimes maybe not, sometimes maybe, sometimes just just I used to think he's just bored. Sometimes I just think he's just bored, and he's, 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 he's seen all the porn uh, yeah. films on Reddit. <laughs> There's a method to that madness. There is. There is. All right, let's go on. So I think the next tier we're going to do here will be tier three at running back. Or no, we're already in tier three. 
No, we didn't, because you, you said another guy that you thought might not be in there is Charles. So, tier three, right now on our, on our initial sheet, we have DeMarco Murray first. I'm just going to throw out names we can discuss if we feel yeah, like this is ahead. it. Doug Martin is in tier three as well. You got Giovanni Bernard, and you got Le'Veon Bell and Arian Foster. So that's kind of the cutoff that we believe, and I, I agree with that. You know, below that, I think Marshawn Lynch is back. I know you guys are scared that he's going to get injured, but he should maybe be a little higher. You know, Alfred okay. Morris is in discussion, but I think let's just start with these five guys. Say a few things, All right, and just, I'll, and just I'll say, and if we think Marshawn should be in there now that he's back, then it's, yeah, sure. I mean, that, that's a possibility. I'll throw, I'll throw a couple things out there right okay. now. First of all, the, the guy I like the most out of, out of those five guys is Giovanni Bernard. I, I, I love the potential that they're going to ha- have for him in that Cincinnati offense. The guy that I was the highest on to begin with and the lowest on now is the last one you mentioned, mm-hmm. Arian Foster. The injuries are just bumming me out. And the fact that he was talking about earlier, just last week, he was talking about I was thinking about retiring. That's that's, that's it. A, that's that's it. Severe. The heart's not. Anytime you're doing that, and he's and, well, had, that's the heart's not an factor too. That he's been talking about retiring for the last year. You know that he wants to but move he's on. Just, to other he's just nutty. Hey, he's, what's he's, what's, he's, I agree. what's Marshawn Lynch moving on to? He's going to be the. Uh, no, no offense to him, Arian Foster. I think is much more. He's going to be Marshawn Lynch is going to be the guy that's going to be like the, the sideline reporter. I mean, this guy loves the media. He, uh, yeah. Oh, it's oh, Marshawn Lynch we're talking yeah. about. Well, <laughs> he could be a sne- the next Saragusa though. That would be awesome. So I would love like, to see that. He's just sitting guy. there being a nut job eating the Skittles and be like, oh man, that guy just ran that thing like a madman. Yeah, I love, I mean, love he's to just, see that guy hanging out in the end when, zone doing interviews and shit. Oh wow. It that'd would be, fun it would be awesome. There. But I don't think that's what he's doing. He's he's gonna try and he's gonna be around for as long as he can play. But man. Foster's problem is that the nagging injuries. It's little nagging injuries. It's not like been like you know, every, he had the one, and then it's just been little nagging things that keep him out all the time. Well, remember the nagging injury he it's, had it's, this it's, summer, it's just, this off season. That little white girl down in Texas that he got pregnant. Yeah, that was yeah. a nagging injury nag, too. Nag, nag, so, nag, 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 off, nag. Off, off the field and on the field, this guy's got some nagging injuries. Well, you know, she uh, she's adorable, fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, all right. that's all right. That that brings me into my next guy. Yeah, Demarco Murray. I wonder. Okay, listen. The guy put up numbers last year in only 14 games. He was he was like a top seven back. I'm wondering about okay. this whole bracket. Again. I really, I, you do. You got to wonder about all these guys. Here, Demarco Murray is why was a lot of defecation. Yeah. You know, it's tough to get out of the shadow of being an injury risk. Matthew Stafford did it. He was thought to be the yeah. biggest injury prone guy, and people are staying away from him, but. He's played like 16 games for like four years straight now. You're right. You kind of have to do something like that to get out from under that shadow. DeMarco Murray has the talent. There's no doubt in my mind. Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys have a great offensive line. There's no doubt in my mind. My pro- I have other problems with that team, though, right now. What if Tony Romo gets hurt? Which I believe he will. That offensive line is awesome right now, but I don't trust it. I don't trust that offense. I don't trust the, uh, the team run under Garrett. You know, it's it's really uh, why they've been eight and eight every year. I mean, they, exactly. You know, I mean, I just I, I can never tell what the hell they're supposed to do, what they're going to do. They say they're going to run more, and then they end up having the most passes in the league. They say they're going to give Roma the reins, and then they start running more. It, it nothing makes sense to me in Dallas right now. So that's why Demarco really scares me a bit. Uh, the thing is, I want to go back to what you said, D Rex. How this bracket, this tier, scares you. 
I don't think I, I like, like any of these guys. I don't like any of them either. Giovanni's the one guy I like. So Doug Martin, I would take if he slide if he slides and he's like a late second round or third rounder, which could happen. But I want to make this point. I had the same feeling last year That's with the uh, it was like the the third tier of wide receivers last year. The one that had Roddy White in it, that had Andre Johnson, that had Victor Cruz, that had Nice. And I go, I'm staying away from all these guys. That's when I'm like, I'm going to wait for the Pierre Garcon, my Deshaun Jackson. I'm going to wait for yeah, that next yeah, tier. Yeah. That's really how I feel about running backs this year with I this agree. tier. Giovanni, for me, like you, is the uh, uh, dog is the one guy that I like. But otherwise, you go to this next tier. I pretty much, and, and I would rather throw Marshawn Lynch into the end, the end of uh, that other tier because he's in one of those question mark big busts. I think yeah, I don't, I don't I'd put there. him in more of the so middle I, to front then, end of it, right? Yeah, and I, I then like uh, you can throw Zach Stacy in that second in that tier as well. Like for me, he's the one that I don't like. The, the he's the one that I like least out of this tier. But I, I, would, I agree. Well, hold on. Let's make sure we're clear that tier. So, minute, so in that in, yeah. in, in tier three, are, are, we're comfortable with the Demarco Murray. Uh, uh, Doug Martin going after after that a uh, Giovanni Bernard or do you want to move Giovanni up? I would like to move Giovanni up personally. Are you all, are you got to make the this might be the first are you making the changes to the actual Yeah, I, okay. I, I, yeah. Okay. okay. So mean, so Giovanni Giovanni we move up. I, I agree there. How how, I would, how how much how far well, up? Yeah, I, well, mean, I, mean, DeMarco, saying, I don't know. You guys tell top me. Top of the tier. I mean cuz to me you guys both like him the that's best. That's what I, I would I mean, probably I would. That's where I would because the other thing too you know the thing that you would worry about is that is Jeremy Hill going to come in and steal away a lot of touchdowns from the guy, and he still gets goal line carries, and they're going to kind of you know it's not like it's going to be we have him and we're just going to use him as a battering ram. So ten total touchdowns is still a potential for Giovanni. That's why I would put him here. Agree. It's the total touchdowns that's what matters here, and that's what you got to remember. Jeremy Hill may steal eight touchdowns away, but that doesn't mean that Giovanni isn't going to get ten total touchdowns. Yep. Yep. Well, one thing I'll say about this, uh, just so, because honestly, if we do fill out each of these tiers, we're going to take forever. So, while I don't want to rush us, I want our conversation to be as organic and not let's go, let's go, let's go as possible, which I think the last few positions in the last podcast in April with our collective tiers kind of did. Um, I don't, we don't necessarily need to fill them out while we're on the show. We've got them here and we'll, we'll work them out a little bit. You'll see when you get the draft. Well, no. Well, the, oh, yeah. Or should I put it in the piece? No, yeah, it'll be in the draft kit. Yeah, I mean, we can throw you bits and pieces in. It'll in be in the, the draft piece. kit. Yeah, but it'll be in the draft kit. It's, I mean, Jesus, it's so freaking cheap. I mean, it's, it's the cost of a meal. No, it is. <laughs> Honestly, skip one meal. I do every day. <laughs> I'm shocked eat, you eat even ate a normal um, obese meals, Americans yeah. uh, single order at McDonald's, and you're spending at least fifteen dollars. Thing is sick. Okay, go. I like that. We incentivize there for you to purchase. All right, so let's just say in that third tier, it's a Demarco Murray. Uh, it's a it's a Giovanni, it's Doug Martin, it's a Le'Veon Bell, it's a Foster, and we also think uh, Marshawn Lynch will go up in that one. In the next tier, which is going to be tier four at running back, basically the guys we have clumped there right now are Andre Ellington, Alfred Morris, C.J. Spiller, Zach Stacy. Uh, so. All right. I mean, I, I see. I I'm, I feel like a lot more of these guys are going to be on my team right. than that previous tier. I would out throw, out throw it up on the wall and get and roll the dice with this tier. You're, All any of these guys again because again I look at the value because how I said about how I felt about those wide receiver tiers last mm-hmm. year. I look at the wide receiver tiers one two three four. I like one two three four. 
So I would rather dip in that second round or whatever uh, in, into a wide receiver there as opposed to one of those uh, that earlier tier of running backs and like you said, wait for this tier and even a couple guys in the next tier that I that I really like as you well. You know, I, I'm going to play your role for a second, D-Rex, because yep. I, I want I want to hear it. Yeah, you know, I, I love your opinion. I, I want your opinion. Why would Why would you take Ellington or or, or, or C.J. Spiller or Alfred Morris over say uh, you know Foster or Lynch? Why would I? Yeah, or, 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 or to be honest, because I like. The foresight of finding the guy before he's happened, it's something I pride myself on in rock and roll. In, 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 well, let's in, go in specific. The, Why specifically do you think that Ellington's going to happen? Why do you specifically Ellington's think? got bust factor. I think he possibly wins you three, four weeks alone on just like that explosion where it's like first quarter, you're like, yes, oh God. And then I think there's going to be plenty of duds. But I think I can get the three pretty sick, sick, sick wide receivers that'll hold me. I'll have a nice quarterback as well. Um, I, I just like his explosion back. And I think that, like we were talking about with Ball, well, totally two different players, I just don't really, I'm not very impressed with who's behind him. And I think going into the second year, they didn't want to, like, give him the keys. And I think, Ar- I think Arians would admit that he kind of fumbled it a little bit. And probably should give it in the guy about 60, 70 more carries last year. Yeah. Uh, so I, that, that's why on him. And I think just what you said. I like Le'Veon Bell. I like a Doug Martin. But those guys are both going to go higher than I'm going to draft them. So I'm just going to kind of be realistic in that whole mapping out my team before it happens. Those guys probably aren't going to do it. Maybe Le'Veon Bell in the se- late second round. But you've talked me up that him, I know we all like him as a player, Michigan State guy. But you, the Garrett Bond that you keep on pounding in there, it's like... It, if I take him, it's like I got dogmatic up here. Look here, punt. Look here, punt. They didn't bring him on just to have him do 70 carries. He's going to be 150. And so I don't really want him anymore. My, my other point to, to answer to, on that, your question to, to him is I don't want Aaron Foster because of the injury risk. I know what he can do. He's already injured. I don't want to hit the, every week. I have to go. Oh God, is my guy going to play? And, and I have a history. I've been playing fantasy long enough that every time that I've ever drafted these guys, where I, where I'm like I'm I'm hoping for a healthy season, it doesn't happen, and they break down on me. And it's I'd rather stay away from the guys that are more that way. Let's put it this way: I'd rather take a risk on a Reggie Bush at 29 years old. Uh, playing on AstroTurf and the whole everyone plays on the AstroTurf now. That's, that's the old days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> playing indoors and and I feel the same way about Trent Richardson. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the but die. He's a young guy. I, he's a young guy. So okay, okay. What okay. I'm talking about is guys that don't have. Okay, a, I, okay. And I like to go. Yeah. I'd rather go with a younger guy. Okay. I'm not on the Trent Richardson bandwagon, but I'd rather go with a younger guy who doesn't have. Uh, who cares about the age? We're talking about drafts. Doesn't have the hits on him. Doesn't have you know the wear and tear that brings up more nagging injuries, oh, especially for a running back position. You know what? And I'll give you that. I will mention that Aaron Foster has the easiest schedule in the entire league this year for, for running backs. Huge. If he does make it throughout the whole season, he could, no joke, Dude. he could be top three. But don't what, worry about Hold on. What you were just saying is what I had in my mind to say next about Aaron Foster. There's not a guy in fantasy football this year that is the biggest boom or the biggest bust candidate. He Fact. literally just could explode and be like two, three years ago, or three, four years ago, probably more at this point. Uh, but he, he still had an okay year two years ago. Um, okay, yeah, but, yeah, but he, he's good. But he's that guy. If he does with that schedule and with and stays healthy, and this is just a nagging injury, and they've got to lean on him as well. He could just be huge, or he could just be terrible. The one thing I'll say is, while he has the schedule, the other thing that he has going against him. 
is he has Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Chris Johnson True. had a great offensive line that they rebuilt for him last year in Tennessee. They had an easy strength of schedule in Tennessee. He had 1,000 yards, but he didn't punch, punch in touchdowns. And because Fitzpatrick is, is so bland, he doesn't, he doesn't scare a defense off. And, and what do you have to stop when you're playing them? You're going to stop Arian Foster. But Hop- Hopkins, Hopkins and Andre Johnson are no, are no chop. I know, but the problem and is... And they got a three-headed monster at the tight end. Position, it's yet to be good. seen because Fitzpatrick's never played with receivers that good. Can he actually throw the ball to stretch the field where these guys can make the deep catches? I'll say one thing. No, I agree. Uh, it's it's huge or it's seller. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He could slide. He could be a late second round pick. And if you get him there, I'm doing it. I'll roll. Well, I'll tell you right now. That's what happened in the pyro draft for me last year. He slid like that. He slid actually. I'm not kidding. Last, I think it was like the third or fourth round yeah. where he slid to, and I thought it was like it was like the twentieth running back to him. Like, to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't take, take, take him. To be honest, I wouldn't I take him in the third him. round either. Just saying. So you no. Know, I, I I didn't really want him, but it was such a deal on him. I had to take him, and sure enough, he busted on me because he broke down. So wait, do you have protection? I don't like guns. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I like Andre Ellington. I like Alfred Morris. We don't need to talk about him. No. You either love him and you think that that offense, or you're scared of the whole Gruden thing and you think it's going to be all through the air, which I know you guys you guys feel that way. Um, no, I used to, I hope he'll be fine. He'll be he'll fine. be just fine. So let's talk about Spiller. Let's talk about him because there was a question. Yeah, there's a question about it. Do we move him up super fast and high at the very end of the last uh, our rankings? Because no, first... no, no, what happened was is that we took a consensus. That's all it was. Is that I mean, when we did the first one, it was a while ago. And he happened to be down a little bit lower. But the fact of the matter is that he is healthy. He's 100% healthy now, and he looks really good. They're going to scale him back a little bit so it's not rough and tear on him all the time. He's not going to be running in between the tackles like they did a few times last year, which broke him down real easy. They're going to put him back in his sweet spot. When he was in his sweet spot two years ago, right. he was a top, was it five four, or seven? Yeah. Number four, I think. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. That was the running back in the league. He's been a some complete catastrophe. And I, I, I like him this year. I, I, again, I think oh, that yeah. he's going to be on my teams this year. I'm going to roll. But he's a catastrophe every other year except for three years ago. Well, hey, if it's the every, year, other, year, if it's years, every other three year thing, it's awesome for this year. Right. The Buffalo Bills. Have the most rushing yeah, every attempts. Every other is awesome for well, no, this year. And every, no, and every other is great. No, I agree. I every agree. Other, there's no, a lot no, of luck involved. That's great. I agree. I, I love every other guy. They're, they're in, in history of fantasy. There's a ton of guys that have been every other year guys. And what makes them so great in fantasy is that on the years that they hit, right, yeah. the next year they go really high in a draft. Exactly. When and they, you know when they fail... Now you're gonna instead of spilling. I guess that's why I like this guy. Trends are so important. Right. I guess that's why I like know those guys. I, I think that's why I like this whole bracket is because these guys are trending down, and yeah. we like where they're at. You and get them at a better value. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another thing, real quick, with Buffalo, most rushes in the league last year by over two rushes a game. There was almost two and a half rushes a game, which is a lot more than you think. That's like forty rushes, by the way. The second most was Seattle with five hundred nine last year. Uh, Buffalo had 546, I think it was, or 545. That's a lot of And if rushing. you saw E.J. Manuel play in the Hall of Fame game, uh, they may need to run the they ball. They may need to run more. even more. And they got Bryce Brown to run it even more. 
that's not going to take away much from C.J. Spiller, but it shows that they're committed to the running game. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. It's awesome. Okay, so let's just say that we got Spiller in there. Zach Stacy, let's not talk about him and, and move on a little bit. Marshawn had already been moved into Tier 3. So let's quickly go into Tier 5. In that one is a guy you just had mentioned before, um, Reggie Bush. Yep. We got Ryan Matthews in there. Your uh, boyfriend, Bishop Sankey. And then we got Frank Gore, yes, yes. Trent Richardson, and Rashad Jennings. And I think the beautiful thing about where these running backs come in, that if you actually looked at that formula, that Excel document, that had each of our tiers kind of mapped out in the formula, there's, there's probably instances where, where you have a Reggie Bush and where I have a Reggie Bush or a certain player that are literally like 15 apart from each other. Right. <laughs> well, this is, this is probably one of those confluences of tiers where uh, this tier here... I think there are one, probably two, two or th- two guys are yeah, two guys in this tier that I just wouldn't even have in this. Tell tier. me, um, I'm just Trent Richardson. I'm okay. just, I'm not behind it, and um, and the other guy for me is is, is Ryan Matthews because I'm not buying into I'm with you on that one. In, into what he did last year. I'm I'm buying into that he's going to get picked in this type of a tier, if not even maybe a little bit higher in some leagues. Will not be on my team either. But I think you're going to get burned. I think Trent Richardson is going to really slide because people are thinking like you. But we'll find out. I don't want to make a bet with it. But <laughs> but I do think well, because that I, we, all, we all hold our grudges on people and have our issues with it. And you made it clear with that show two shows ago with uh, Charlie why you probably might have a grudge on that one. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have my reasons. You showed your true uh, colors. That's why I love you. I just want to stay. Stay my hope. <laughs> All right. Um, so, I like a Richardson. I like a Gore. I mean, I'm no, starting to like a Gore I like now. now because He's moving up for me. The loss of all the other running backs that you have there. This is the, he went from San Francisco had the the strongest stable of running backs three months ago. Yeah, and now you lose Kendall Hunter. Now you have Michael James who's going to be gone for five or six weeks or whatever it's going to be. You have Marcus Lattimore who's still on the pup list. So now you're basically down to Carlos Hyde and Frank Gore. So where Gore was initially being told, "Hey, you know what, Frankie, we may only give you 170, 180 carries on the season. We're gonna we're gonna take it easy on your beleaguered body. We're gonna give you a chance to to kind of recover and uh, and instead um, and instead instead no." You now have to carry the ball 230 times this year because all these guys we can't trust. Because what's behind him now? Now it's Carlos Hyde and Marcus Lattimore. Combined have zero carries in the NFL. And I think in, in listening to the beat writers and the local reporting, which is, you know, this is my team. So I'm on 49er.com, and I said last week, they do a great job at their website. It is, it is, it is impressive. Uh, and just seeing... Seen the fact that this guy's still the leader, still just looks as in great shape as ever, and isn't he seven years straight of a thousand yards? It might even be. It, it, it might even be more. It's, it's, it, it, he basically averages a thousand yards and like ten touchdowns a year. Yet every year I write him off because of some new thing. Gore. Gore. It's, it's no, every it's year. Seven of the last eight. Yeah. Seven of the last eight. Only his rookie year. This is uh, yards from scrimmage because. Uh, didn't have a thousand yards rushing in uh, 2010, but he still had 1,300. But he only played 11 games. But he still had 1,305 total yards. Now, Everyone seems to think locally, it's still his team. They understand they got a win during the season. They're a team that means a lot to Val Verde. Val Verde. That 
that it's he's he's the core. You can't just sit him and, and rest him and he's gonna go down fighting and if he gets injured because they overuse him in season, he'd rather live with that than do some sort of holding out and let's save you for the later where it's just not his style. Fact of the matter is that they realize that Gore is on his last legs and he is going to fight as hard as he can while he's playing. And they're going to run him yeah. into the ground. I'll yeah. tell you that right yeah. now. They're going to have to now, especially. He's begging him. Injuries. He's begging him to. But they, they drafted Hyde for a reason. Now they can run Gore into the ground because they do have Hyde. Yeah. And I know that Hunter got hurt, which was a bummer, obviously. And the fact that Michael James is is banged up too, and, and not that that's that huge of a deal, he wouldn't have been a workhorse anyway. But they still have Lattimore waiting in the wings. They knew what they were doing. Just grabbing Hyde the, alone made a huge difference. And they know they're they're going to be able to use Gore as much as they possibly can. And he, listen, he's going to be great for the first half of the season. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah. And maybe even a week ten or eleven. But like last year, he slowed down a lot. And you may see a little more high towards the end. I don't think they're going to take it that easy on Gore because they really want to get a, a good record. Having that home field home field advantage when you get into the playoffs there, that's big, especially when you got Seattle facing you know, Look, looking at you. Gore's you know. still playing for his Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do like Gore in, in that zone right there, like you were talking about with, with Richardson and everything. This is It's a definitely a, an interesting tier right here. Well, I love Rashad Jennings. Yes. Look what just happened. The guy you talked about, we, should, we did play the interview earlier. He's out. David Wilson, no issue. Andre Williams, we'll get down to him later, hopefully. Looked good. Absolutely. Looked really good. Looked better led, than Jennings. Led, yeah, led the, led the nation in rushing last year. Uh, Boston College. Boston College. Yeah. Uh, kind of a big guy. I'd say just for starters, the one reason why I do like Jennings, because he's going to get a lot of opportunity. It looks like Williams is going to be the goal line back. Yeah. Which is a bummer He's for, a big for dude. Jennings. Um, which is why I think that he does kind of slide to the end of this tier a little bit. I don't trust him all that much either. There's been points in time last you know, last bunch, a handful of years where he's been given the opportunity to run away with something and he didn't. News. Uh, Got on. a question for you. Hold on before you go on. Rashad Jennings or would you take Pierre Thomas? Oof. Oof. I mean, I, I, I think... Hold on, hold on, let him go first. Oh. Think about it, but you got it and you you know it? Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, I, I think I, I think I still take Rashad Jennings, but... I'll I take really, Thomas. I really, I'll take I really right. like Pierre Thomas. Thomas. It's, it's, here's the one thing. Here's, here's the only reason. I would have been easily Pierre Thomas before I saw Kira, what happened yeah, in the Hall of Fame game. No, for leagues that are PPR. The amount of screen passes that they threw to Rashad Jennings, and then what they're saying is this is a staple of uh, whoever the guy is, the offensive coordinator there. They, uh, McAdoo, they brought him McAdoo, over from but Green I, Bay. But Andre was catching passes too, so it just seems so, like any of them. Right, right, but, but it was like it was just Jennings, Jennings, and what they're doing is they are not going to let Eli sit back there and get killed. No. So that's, that's and going that's to point. turn into <laughs> a lot of <laughs> points. They have a terrible offensive line. Yeah. With another guy who just got injured. Another so you guy runs screens. So I'm not, I'll tell you one thing. Run. I'm not going to let, let Val Verde get. Val Verde. So I know. I listen. That didn't come out. He got doubled. <laughs> he doubled down on himself? Yeah. It's really close. But I think the scoring opportunities are going to be there maybe a little bit more for uh, Pierre Thomas. Um, I don't know. It's it's, it's really close between, between those two. I, I have them right next to each other. Kerry Robinson is kind of a standout right now. It's a reason to be In a camp? little... Yeah. 
little little scared. He's stuck. I know he's small. I know, but he looks Here's the ones that you need to know. But Pierre Thomas is the one. I love that, Pierre. That Sean Payton and the coaching staff have faith in. He's the guy that's been there the longest. He's. He's the captain of that group. He's that the reason the why they were okay with Sproles being gone. That tier three tiers ago that I said I want to stay away from, the only guy in that tier that I don't feel that way on my tiers personally is Pierre Thomas, who I have ranked 14th. I like the guy a lot. I like the guy a lot. Uh, what's his a lot strength, of what's that strength of schedule as well? It's not perfect, but... What, for... The for Saints, it's not good. 24 for Pierre. Yeah, and we're talking. We're not talking PPR while we're doing these these you know right. these tiers. So we can't we can't intermingle and make it work for our discussion, like a politician, yeah. maybe a congressman. Do your fucking job, you fucks. Go on. And I will hang your old ass by your turban. Oh, turban now? Do you see any fucking turban here? Do I talk like a turban guy? Do I say, hey Jay, do you want a Snoopy? You want a Snoopy? you, okay? I was born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, okay? My accent is a fucking Brooklyn accent, okay? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. First half of the season, a lot easier for Pierre Thomas than it is in the second half. Of the nice. Season. Another first. Frank Gore, Pierre Thomas, first uh, half of the season kind of guys. And so his playoff weeks are pretty freaking nice, too. 14 or 16. Okay, so we got in that next fifth tier, we got a Bush. I'm not necessarily high on him. Matthews. I like Reggie Bush. This none year. of us are that high on him. I, don't I like think. Detroit this year, offensively. You do bringing over the uh, the, uh, the QBs coach and the, the offense from the Saints. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's and good. it allows for a lot out of. I mean, you're not just going to get Bush, but you're going to get Joyke Bell, right. who we're going to talk about in a second, and you're going to get some Theo Riddick in there too. It allows for a lot of fantasy points all the way around. I like it. Uh, Frank Gore, Jennings, Trent Richardson. Uh, we didn't talk about Sankey much, but he's the highest-ranked uh, running back. It's a rookie that we have, and um, you just said last uh, that they've got a good offensive line, and he's got a lot of potential. We'll see. He could be. He, he, he could make it happen. I like rolling the dice on him. He's another one of those, those guys that, again, look what's behind him. It's what it's Sean Green, Sean Green. and they're calling Dexter McCluster a running back. Yeah, he's not. Dexter McCluster is under 200 pounds. When he runs one ball inside and takes a hit from a linebacker, the experiment will end again like it did earlier in this game. Absolutely. Yeah, now he's not a running back, but he is going to get some play. Yeah, he, sure. should be, he should be used on lots of ends arounds and, and those crazy, like, yeah. just throw him the, the, the bubble screens. Quick screen, yeah, quick yeah. screens, bubble screens, you know, a little... To Tour, uh, tier six. Uh, we're going to go on this one. Is We've got Lamar Miller. Looks nice and fast. Toby Gerhardt is going to get opportunities out the wazoo. Chris Johnson, lots of question marks. We talked about Pierre Thomas here, but I think all of us agreed by what we were talking about, that Pierre Thomas would actually probably have been in tier five. Or, uh, or at least maybe at the top of this one. Or at least at the top of this one. Steven Jackson, hardest, doesn't he have the hardest schedule? Yeah, hardest rushing schedule there is this year is the Falcons. Hardest hamstrings to, to Yeah, he's already been, He's already out. Uh, we're not even going to talk about him. He just needs to keep moving down. This is a guy that, as we've talked about, and we're not going to go into much about the ins and outs of the process or the behind the scenes or how tiers are or what they are because we've done that in podcasts before. We've got a video up on the front of pyromaniac.com right now where me and Dogmatica talk for 25, 29 minutes about tiers. Watch that if you don't know what tiers are. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to draft a guy, 
don't put them on your tiers. Obviously, we have to put all these guys on our tiers for our tiers pieces because we don't want to make it seem like we missed them, and we have done that. Thank you, audience that has Twittered me like, yay, Michael Floyd's not on there. Thank you. He's on there now. <laughs> so when, you're moving, yeah, when you're moving these guys around, Why uh, say sometimes you miss the repeat when the phone rings and you forget to go back and change cells. Uh, so that's what I'll say like there. And, and Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson will not be on, on, on my tiers. Good. There you go. Jo- jo- all right. Rounding out that tier, Joyke Bell, Benting. All right. Quick question. Who's your top one of those seven guys just mentioned? I know you guys are saying Pierre Thomas. Fine, beyond Pierre Thomas. After Pierre Thomas, who's your second? I like the way that you got lined up. Lamar Miller, to me, just continues to go up up the charts for me, and here's why. Uh, they've, they've instituted a, a much stronger offense around him, and, and they've built re, put some more tools back on that offensive line. No, Sean Moreno is not a challenge anymore. They you lost a couple tools from that offensive line. Yes, Martin and Incognito, but they got some new tools yeah. on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. There that is. The American tools. Time. Working tools. And Lamar Miller, I think it was... I'm, I'm going to take the benefit of the bad season last year so that he uh, got humbled and now really has to work harder. He was a guy that was claiming he was going to remember. He claimed, I'm going to run for 1,500 yards last year. And uh, didn't come anywhere close to that. It was a complete disaster from the get-go. It got into his psyche. I think now, especially Tannehill is the other biggest factor for me. His second year in that offense, I just think it's all going to gel a lot year. better. Yeah. All right. First of all, um, I don't mean to re- re- dispute or, or uh, go against what you guys are just saying, but there is no second year in the offense. This is a new offense. This is Bill Lazor coming over from Philly. He's bringing the Philadelphia Eagles offense to Miami. That is the biggest. He's point. bringing all the Eagles over to <laughs> all the Eagles all except for Sean McCoy, and he's putting Lamar Miller in the Sean McCoy spot. That's exactly what's happening here. That's why I love Lamar Miller here. I have Lamar Miller up above and up above this tier. I am up above a bunch of guys on the next tier. I think Lamar Miller has the potential. To, to be a legitimate top-end RB2, if not bottom-end RB1. I don't know if that's going to happen this year or not, but when you put a Bill DeZor in there who worked under Chip Kelly last year, is bringing that Philadelphia Eagles offense there, I'm psyched. I am super psyched, especially playing in Miami there where it's not the toughest schedule in the league. You know, they have the 12th easiest schedule in the league right now. And it was, I mean, it's easier last year. It'll be easier again next year from what I've seen from next year's schedule. It's going to be easier next year. Um, the, the, the way that the offense is spread out now, I'm a big fan of what Lamar Miller can do. No, Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> out, out of those guys, who do I like the most? I hate to say it. I mean, I like that Miller. I like that team. They got a good situation, easy schedule, but... Toby, I, like, I like that Toby, Miller. I like Toby, that Miller. But Toby, Toby Gerhardt, I mean, I just think the guy's going to get high 200, low 300 opportunities. If he sucks, he sucks. But if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. But there's just something about it that just tells me that that team's going to stick with Henny and Gerhardt. And they're going to play those rookie wide receivers. And they're just going to say, all right, this, we've got the biggest screen in the league, two of them. That's our mojo. We're about a year or two away from really unleashing these things. And Garrett's going to get a lot of opportunity. Maybe he's good. Hey, we got, we got three positions to go, so I'm going to knock out one guy in another position. They're sticking with Henny all year. 
Period. I agree. Blake Bortles is being redshirted. Period. So I am unless he I'll, unless I'll say that right now. injured. I, he is going to be moving off of my top fifty. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. I, uh, I read, I read, and heard the same stuff today and yesterday. They are so freaked out by Gabbert. He's done. Yeah. The other thing, though, to keep in mind about Gerhardt is that their uh, offense coordinator said that, that he doesn't want him to get three hundred carries. That's a lot of yes. carries for him. So he's now. I agree. The other guy who's your other favorite guy, the rookie. Seventh round pick out of UCF, along with Blake Bortles. Storm. Bring the Storm Davis. It might have. Into the Storm Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Storm Davis. Storm Davis. Who's <laughs> Storm Davis? Storm Davis. That, 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 uh, that, that was from Bull Durham, I think. Storm, no, no, that was uh, Crash Davis. Crash Davis. Shit. What what makes Storm, Storm Davis, I think, was like a. Was he a basketball player or something? Yes. I don't know. It was something, so. That's my Jimmy Smith. I like that's it. That's my Jimmy like Smith. It. You've been doing it more than me lately. I love it. Storm. I love it. And the other guy on that list that we're talking about here, uh, another injury risk. There's so many injury. Another whole list of injury risks here. I think that Toby Gerhardt's an injury risk. I'll tell you that right now. I agree. He's never done he's never a done workload it. like that, and he's gotten injured even in small workloads. Uh, you got uh, Stephen Jackson, obviously a possible injury risk. You got uh, uh, Gerhardt there. Ben Tate, big injury risk. Uh, there's a lot you know, of. I, I'm not a big fan of Joe that Bell. one. Injury, injury risk. Injury risk because he's going on injuries right now. Although yeah. I do like the potential that off. He wasn't even able to go to his own uh, summer camp uh, in Michigan because he was injured. Um, he, he missed his own funeral. Yeah, he awesome. did. Awesome. That's he, awesome. Uh, he basically let's move to the next one. Those yeah. are a lot of guys that are. Uh, you know, it just looks. It shows you how Bleaksville it gets. So it makes you wonder why. Wonder how. Like me, loves the wide receivers. Sometimes when you go that route, you just get some real you crap. I, but the next, the next right. tier. That's what that's what I bring up real quick. The next tier is, is kind of some interesting guy. Ridley, who was well, one of the guys who fell farther for I think most of us uh, from the start of uh, the off season to now. Uh, then Ray Rice. You're the only one that's ever liked him out of the three of us in the last year and a half. Ridley, I liked him two years ago. But you kind of liked him. I liked Vereen last year. I've, I've, never. You, you've you've liked him the least, you Rex. I've been. Not had him the most. Yeah, I've been in the middle on him, and I think you've liked yeah. him more. Yeah, well, he was cause for for standard leagues. He was a guy that was getting the touchdowns. You can't yeah. trust him now. He fumbles the ball. They got too many other guys there. So I'm not, I'm 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 fine with him being down here. But just want to say, Fred Jackson is a guy here that. You know, you still get him in a value. Another guy that's also the always valued, Danny Woodhead in this next year. And then you got the two rookies who have a lot of upside in Jeremy Hill and Terrence West. I like Ray Rice the most out of all those guys, to be honest. Because you're going to have really good value. And you're going to miss those two games. He only misses two two games. That's a huge boon to him. He he moved up our charts about 10 to 15 15 spots because of it only being a uh, two-game suspension. Shane Vereen, I think, is also a big name to watch. Yeah. Would you, who would you take, Jeremy rookies? Just quickly between both of you, Jeremy Hill or Terrence West. Which guy do you want to take? Oof. For this year, I'm taking Jeremy Hill because he's going to be starting and he's going to get some goal line. What carries. about you? You'll take the sure thing with Jeremy Hill, and you're going to get 150 carries if you ask me. I really think he's going to get that many carries because that's yeah. going to be that much of a run-based offense. I'm going to take the whole shebang, yeah. and I'm going to I'm go with Terrence West. I'm shebanging it. When Tate, who when is ben the last Tate gets injured in the second up, week, it's going to be Terrence West. The Instagram whole Instagram different cast shots. I'm, I'm with you on the injury. Although I, I was, I've been talking to my friend who has him in our in our one of our keeper leagues, and I said, just make sure before week six 
So I'm predicting it by week six, which means that, and I don't think 150. I'm hearing he's going to get it between for Hill 180 to 200 carries. So if that, if that happens then, and I'm correct on Tate lasting five to six games, then West will not be enough for. Uh, I like that. I like that you've actually I'll thought, that. I thought no, about. That is no, that's a good no. That, that that's definitely a good process to go through right there. It's tough. Who right do I there, like better uh, for long term? Because again, I think West will be. The West. running back of the future next year, next two, two, two. Just so you guys know, we're we're gonna blaze through right now. Just kind of, we're gonna talk about literally for two minutes about three more tiers. Okay, so we yes. had that tier. I think we all agreed that um, that uh, Ridley's in there, Rice is in there, Vereen's in there. We got Fred Jackson, Danny Woodhead, uh, Jeremy Hill, and Terrence West. So then tier eight is gonna be Christine Michael, MJD. Hold on, uh, we got Sproles in there. D'Angelo Williams, ugh. Uh, this is old and... Yeah, Sproles is, is bad, too. But Carlos Hyde, Bernard Pierce. God, I want none of these guys. Go, go, dog. Okay. Uh, Christine Michael, obviously the biggest upside of them all. You know, if Lynch gets injured like we think he will, or either way, the guy's a fucking stud in the making. In one way or another, that guy's going to get some due. I agree. Rich Jones, true. He's going to be starting off. Who knows? You know, that guy could catch a little bit of fire and in, in an Oakland offense, which is getting a little bit more dynamic, and it, I don't know. Who fucking knows with that guy? Darren Sproles, I don't think he's as bad off as you think. He's going to get a lot of play in that Philly offense. There's a lot of points, a lot of fantasy points to be had in that offense. I think Sproles would be okay. D'Angelo Williams, he's the de facto. He's just the one who's going to get the ball all the time because, again, Jonathan Stewart's fucking hurt. Uh, Carlos Hyde, I think <laughs> it may have the most upside. Of everybody, because you got an old Frank Gore on a team that wants to run the ball and they want to give him the ball to the goal line, so they don't want to hurt Gore very much. They're gonna give that guy the highest drafted running back in the draft. Yeah, but no, not the highest. He was the third. He was drafted third. Third highest. Okay, yeah, he was third highest. He he was behind a couple other guys, Sankey and Hill. Hill. Okay, Um, uh, and Bernard Pierce, he could run away with the job if he actually kicks ass those first couple weeks. Uh, and Ray Rice doesn't show up the third week or fourth week, it could be Bernard's fucking job. And it's a perfect system for Bernard Pierce, by the way. Not for Ray Rice. It's the perfect system for Bernard Pierce. So it's, it's a risk worth taking with that guy, if you ask me. The thing about this tier is I call it the salt and pepper tier. Okay? Because this is, this is, you got a mix of old and, uh, old, old and young, right? So this is, a, you have to decide where Ram you're Ryan. at in your draft, where Real you're at in good. positions. Do you want to go and take a guy... You know, take a Carlos Hyde, take a, uh, a Bernard Pierce, take a Christine Michael and take the upside? Or are you going to go for slower, steady points and take a Maurice Jones-Drew, take a D'Angelo Williams and go that route? I think I think Sproles, for that matter. He's right. steady in it. Sadly know, enough, kind of sadly enough, I'm going the upside, which, is, usually, well, which is the terrible thing that I'm sad. trying to change and not do every upside. pick. Not, not, like we said on a podcast within the last couple months, they blend, blend together when you do them every week. But I said... I can't go everyone upside, but in this tier right here, I'm going upside. Well, couple, also, couple tiers later, a couple few rounds later, I'm going to go and deeper into my drafts. Question, I'm going to go some more slow and steady and hope that they get their carries. My question to you is, especially go with running backs at this level of tiers, as we're down this far, when you have an older guy like a Maurice Jones, do you, are you expecting... A lightning in a bottle, like all of a sudden, like when Cam Newton got back and rejuvenated Steve Smith. Do you see? But that doesn't happen as much for running backs. Like that was a, a benefit of a wide receiver getting the benefit of the, the only reason not because the same reason we were talking about earlier with uh, Arian Fox. He was 
planet. He was thinking about retiring. This guy wanted one more contract. He could easily be gone. We said it last week on the podcast two weeks ago. Could easily be gone. Career over by running back is a young man's position. <laughs> He's it's already all thinking about, about the burst and quickness and guys that have been in the it's league. All mental and have eight, nine, ten years on don't so have the mental. burst and quickness anymore. They're trying to get by on savvy, and you're not going to get your your any games that are going to win you any type of week. You're never going to score more than 10, 11 points in a week unless they get cheap touchdowns. Unless you got a Jerome Bettis back in the day. We're not even going to talk about it. I'm just saying our sure. next tier, which is tier nine. Chris Ivory, Ahmad Bradshaw, we had Jonathan Stewart, already hurt. No Sean Moreno, brought up, finally, activated, which is great. LeGarrette Blount, you think he's going to get a lot of care, a lot of, uh... Yeah, if he... Maybe, 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 but, but still, but still enough to... And, um, Charles Sims, I'm going to go to the next tier. Uh, tier 10 is, uh, Starks, Andre Brown, uh, Mike Tolbert, Lance Dunbar, Trey Mason, Darian McFadden, Darren McFadden, Mark Ingram, and then we got uh, Sean Green. We're not even going to talk about any more. We're going to have that in the draft kit. Pick that thing up. It's going to be the top chart in our tiers tier, which is one of 18 tiers in the friggin' thing. I actually love the next tier. There's five guys. There's Quickly Jared mention them. We can't Real talk quick, about them. Just want to mention them. Jarek McKinnon, Ronnie Hillman, Latavius Murray, Niall Davis, and Val Verde. I love the Latavius... I love the McKinnon. They're all and I love the, guys. And I love the Valverde. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Valverde is a scat I think Valverde was the top. Uh, I think Valverde was the top tier of that. Uh, he, was, he was in the top of that tier, right? Uh, Valverde was the top of that tier, but we had a Skype with him when we were doing that mock yeah. draft. He's not a scat back. He's like, look, he's, 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 he's David Deal. He's blocking for the he's scat David back. He's David Deal. He's got I don't know, like I'm Bernie, but I, I don't know. I'm thinking he's like, okay, I'm thinking like, what's happening? Rerun. I'm thinking he's like, you know, got quick on his feet. Yeah, that's possible. You know, got the dance moves. Yeah, that's possible. Can, you, know, you mean he, he pulls the dance. seat around, or is that Raj? That was Raj. Raj. That was Raj. Raj. Yeah, Raj. <laughs> rerun, rerun with the, uh, with the, uh, the rerun, Raj. Can you remember the third? Dwayne. Hey, hey, Dwayne, hey. Dwayne. Oh, Jesus Christ. Nice Great work, show. guys. Great nice show. work. Good times. I used to watch that show all the time. Give you some, well, maybe all right, we're moving on to we're moving on to wide receivers again. You want to see it? You want to see the final version of those running backs and all these other positions we're going to get into? It's going to be in the tier top of that tab in the Pyro 2014 version four. Four. We got three out right now. Buy it if you buy three. If you bought two, then you got three. If you bought one, then you got two, then you got three. If you buy three, you get four, you get five. So just buy it and you get all of them. doesn't matter. It's 15 Period. bucks. Make it happen. It's all on the site. You can find it. It's a yellow graphic. It's all over the place. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wide receivers. Tier one. We got Calvin Johnson, obviously. Demarius Thomas, for all of us, was a tier one guy. Um, or... Collectively is in there and uh, Julio Jones at number three. I love it. Julio Jones is starting to scare me, and Julio Jones is not coming at a value. The more and more I see across the board, Julio is even in, in just in general is like the 12th, 11th, 10th pick in what you see on rankings overall, and what you see in mocks, and what you see on even the big guys, see it, see it, uh, CBS and ESPN. Um, I'm starting to think he's not going to be the value that that. He, that he would have been just saw fireworks over there. Um, so, did you hear what he said today or yesterday? I think it was today. No, 
that him and Roddy White are going to be the first receivers to both get 1,500 yards. Love it. Now, you like it? Now, this is one of those things. Do you like it when the player talks? Because a lot of times, uh, Adrian Peterson, I'm going to be the first person to go back-to-back and get 2,000-yard seasons. Okay, it didn't happen. Chris Johnson, I'm going to be the first guy to get the It never happens. It never happens. I don't like when people boast. Just focus on doing your job. So yeah, that, that I, to I me, don't like it when they That, to me, makes Demarius... Clearly ahead of him right now. Falcons have the twenty fourth right spot. Twenty fourth, twenty fourth easiest, hardest, yeah, toughest. So they got a bad, bad schedule. Ryan, as we said earlier, or had talked about before, the toughest pass schedule for a quarterback. I'll give you another reason to shy away. Uh, Oh, sorry, twenty eighth. Yeah, here's another reason to shy away. They are they are the hard knocks team as well. Hard knocks team. And I, I love it, but I love Julio. He's our favorite. Wouldn't you say? I mean, everything I've heard, like, oh, he, is, he is making cornerbacks uh, in his own camp want to retire and quit the team. I believe like, it. We don't want to play anymore. I, I don't even want to be on defense on your own team. They do else. just on Tuesdays and Thursdays because he's doing the same thing as uh, Percy Harvin and working yeah, out every other working day. Out every they other just day. want to work on the off days. He's making people <laughs> look stupid up. I'll tell you right now, he's the he's the, he is right now. If you ask me. Regardless of that thing in his foot, most talented the most talented in the wide NFL. receiver in the entire league. I think he's the most talented player in the NFL. He, he really is. He is insanely talented. It's he could draw the superstar. The health issue bums me out. The health issue bums me out. Yeah. The fact that he has an awesome receiver on, receiver on the other side bums me out. In Roddy White. I only bummed out, I'm only bummed out because they have a tough schedule and obviously the foot. Um, if Calvin had Roddy White on the other side, Calvin wouldn't be putting. Yeah, but you know what? I, don't I guarantee worry, it. Don't worry about Roddy White as much anymore because they also don't have Tony Gonzalez to take up uh, passes anymore either. That's a fact. That's, that's true. A, that's a fact. That's a fact. And the running game is pretty terrible. But let's not talk about it too much. But at the end of the day, Julio Jones. Did you guys see the whole report on the fittest athletes? They uh, they did a, a report on the fittest guys and uh, just the whole thing: speed, endurance. Uh, quickness, lateral move, uh, and, and all these diff- four different distinguishing uh, factors. And LeBron was number one. Uh, Dez was number five. Calvin was number six. And I think those are the only football players on it. I'm pretty LeBron, sure. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron was number one overall. He was 10, 10, 10, 10. And he lost 10 pounds. If you haven't seen, if you oh, seen really? LeBron, LeBron's like not eating carbohydrates. Check out a picture of he LeBron. Is, he's on, yeah, he's, he's, Dude, no, he's, he's, on a, he's fucking he's skinny. He, yeah. He's like, I'm not, he's like I, I don't have to do it on my own this year. I'm going to lose some weight and I'm going to be sick. I've seen Durant, what, how he can do it when he's... But overall, what I'm saying is that if Julio Jones hadn't broke his foot last year, number one. Absolutely. Over, over LeBron James. Really? I'm ta- yeah. I'm taking his athleticism, his quickness, his speed, his everything, endurance. I'm taking him. I think he's the fucking most elite athlete. Usain Bolt was number three and Ronaldo Cristiano or whatever, the soccer player, was number two. Who, who was three, did you say? Uh, Usain Bolt. Okay. Well, anyway, let's go. Uh, let's let's, well, let's talk about these things. So, Calvin, Demarius, Julio, I I like it. So that's tier that's one. That's tier one. We're happy. And again, we're gonna go deeper into these, and then it'll be in the final version and the next version of our kit. Tier tier two, as we have it here. If you're for version four, you didn't mean to say that. Just so you know, sorry. Version four is not the final version. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not at all. Okay. Uh, all right. Sorry <laughs> if I said that. It's not over till we say it's over. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? 
<laughs> That's got to be one of our next ones. Animal House? Animal yeah. House. 100%. All right. We probably did it. and we, I think we might have already done it. But you know what? No, we didn't. We didn't. No, actually. we haven't done it. We had a hard time, you had a hard time old, finding the old movies. Now I got a new source. So yeah, we got a better source. Yeah, no, that thank, Animal House. Thank God for um, uh, Heisenberg. Um, yes. Okay, so next tier is AJ Green, Brandon Marshall, Des Bryant, Jordy Nelson. Go talk about it. Let's get. Let's move it. Move the, it through these guys a little quicker than we have been. Well, let's. 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 Okay. Let's. I'm not as. I'd rather go deeper. Just sorry to interrupt. Yeah. You. I'd rather go deeper into the wide receiver and sit than than do tight end and, and, this is and, where I'm and telling quarterback. You, but this let's is, get it all. You you can you can make an argument that you can put these guys in any order you want that are in this tier. But all these guys are deserving to be in this tier. Agreed. AJ Green <laughs> has been solid everything throughout his career. The chemistry now. You got Dalton, who's who signed his contract. He knows where his bread is buttered. Uh, that's that's solid. Brandon Marshall. Look, Brandon Marshall is going to explode again this year in, the, in this offense. Um, Des Bryant has all the potential. He's the only thing they got. They're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. And we know. How much Don is, is, has the man crush with Jordy Nelson, and why wouldn't you? The guy now got paid. The guy makes every amazing catch. He is the big play threat for the Packers in that offense. Aaron Rodgers has immense trust in him. It's just ridiculous. So these guys, you can interchange them anywhere you want. And to. you've got Kyle back, which I think benefits, benefits the benefit. because it doesn't play the same. It doesn't yeah. take away the passes and run the same. Helps him. Kyle was yeah. out a lot of the Compliment. time. Compliment. Yeah, yeah. Strength is strength of schedule. Play, it plays a, a bit into it with my personal, uh, me personally. Uh, Packers for Jordy Nelson, fifth easiest. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, third hardest with Dennis Bryant. Uh, that, that plays difference. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, fifth hardest. Uh, I do like Jordy a little bit above those guys. Uh, Bears, second easiest. Right, but again, this is my point. This great tier. But still, yeah. They you all can move them anywhere you want. Now, the next tier, too. I love the next tier. Yeah. This, this is what I'm saying. It, this is the difference in wide receivers this year. I think the, the top has gotten stronger. Mm-hmm. Where there was where the chink is in the armor is is further down. Mm-hmm. Whereas in running backs, it was we identified it was that that third. It's tier. very muddied from about 11, 12, 13 on, right in that zone. I think it it gets a little muddy between like twelve and honestly about thirty. Yeah, but but you have. But but as far but, but as, as far a as solid, I'd even say you know because you go into the, the next tier is Alshon Jeffrey, Antonio Brown, Randall Cobb. I think we like all of those guys. Absolutely. You, you know, all stay healthy. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, Brown was at a top ten last year. Cobb was top ten before he got injured. Uh, should probably go for a hundred receptions this year. Alshon Jeffrey was ridiculous yeah. last year and should. Still be ridiculous in that offense. Exactly. So now here's what's interesting to the tier that you talk about. I like the top two guys in this tier. I think I'm solid with these guys. I know people have their question marks on Percy Harvin, who's the first guy in this tier because of injuries and on the, all the history of he, that he has. But Pierre Garçon proved it last year. People were worrying about Deshaun Jackson. He got hurt, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Victor Cruz, Mike Wallace, Michael Crabtree, Wes Welker. So, a couple guys, you know, Crabtree also is dealing with a hamstring that's keeping him out for about two weeks. Wallace had just gotten injured. I wonder if these, all these injuries that are on in purpose? Pivot, <laughs> not just on purpose. I don't well, know. I mean, the injury itself is not on purpose or if they're really injuries at all. It, I, I don't know if these are actual injuries at all. If you actually, if I'm running around walking 
and all of a sudden my the pinky toe on my right foot hurts. If I was to tell my coach that in pre, you know, in these camps right here, he'd be like, "You're out. Sit out. You're done for four days." And then they report it as if it's some sort of big deal. Publicize it. I'm, exactly. I'm telling you, that's what these things are. It's interesting. They aren't real injuries. These are just. I, oh, I wonder, shit, I wonder how it is though because uh, you get uh, in baseball, right? And you don't want to get go to the trainer's room because then they make you do all the horrible things and they they poke oh, you, prod yeah. you, and do all these yeah, things. Yeah. You just you play through pain. Yeah. Uh, football. I wonder. I, I don't know how that how that goes. You know. You, so. you play through pain or you're out of the league is pretty much how it works. Yeah, so you're playing hurt all the time. I mean, that's you, for you sure. want your contract, right? Or yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to tier three. But when you're a top end guy, though, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to protect their million, you know, multi-million dollar assets. Sure. No, you're right. So, I mean, all right. So, in the injuries that have happened here in this tier, obviously Wallace, Crabtree, uh, Welker got injured last year. Cruz got injured last year. Um, I'm not so sure about Garcon, but, and, and Harvin got injured last year. But that tier is a solid tier. Tier five is when we get into real interesting stuff here. Yeah, because this is also this is a tier again that becomes a great mix of the old and the new, right? Yeah. The old and the new and unproven. I mean, we have guys that we are projecting some some nice uh, years for, and they're in this tier here. So, uh, who yeah. I, go ahead. Hey, well, I, mean, I mean, I love you guys. Love Floyd, and I Michael do too. Floyd, yeah. Why not? That team's going to be great, and he's going to be the, he's going to be the cornerstone of the the entire passing deal. And we know that Palmer can get it done, and we know Arians can get it done, and Let's mention a guy that we won't talk about today, Dog, with the, the, the rookie, the way he's going to stretch the field like they're talking. Josh, John, Brown. Jo- John Brown. firing it up. Where How much that guy's going to bring to the table for both Fitzgerald and for a Floyd. Yeah, and, and if it's not John Brown, it's Ted Ginn. He's still fast as yeah. fuck, too. No. You know, the, the fact that they Take the top off, because Floyd's the perfect middle-range wide receiver. Mid-to-deep. Taking a mid-to-deep post- Route for him when he got John Brown taking the top off it. Good times. I, I like my, I like my chances. You, yeah, the key name you mentioned there was Arians. That's Bruce course. Arians. Yeah. And that's what's going to make Michael Floyd. He was starting to show it last year, especially a little bit towards the end. And Arians knows it. He's his key and he's going to make it happen for him. Cordero, uh, Cordero, Cordero Patterson. You got <laughs> Corduroy right. pants. Cord- I, love <laughs> I love those corduroy pants, man. Bring them back. Corduroy pants on him. And if there's, no, there's no better place to bring them back. Than up in Minnesota. Yes. That's for fucking sure. Absolutely. Love it. They still wear corduroy pants in, in Minneapolis. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. You know, it, it, they it, have a, a corduroy place. pants day at Mall of America. Uh, you got to love what his potential can be up there. They're going to put him all over the field. His fucking athleticism is off the fucking charts, too. Big fan of what he can do there. Can I say one thing about corduroy? I want to give a shout out to Kel Denell. I won't mention her full name, but <laughs> old great friend of mine. Uh, awesome, awesome girl. Love you, love you, but she is literally scared to death of corduroy. Danelle, yeah, I Cal saw Dunn. you at. Uh, I think I saw you with maybe your cu- your nieces or nephews or something. At uh, it was over by Ravinia, uh, yeah, yeah. At, uh, the Botanic Gardens. Yeah, yeah. I think she you were there. T- yeah. You were there maybe a month ago. She was in town during Fourth of July. Oh, that, yeah, that, that was about Denals, a month ago. The was there. Okay, I thought I thought I saw you. Um, Godly sorry, bright. Uh, you should have said hi. 
Yeah, well, but I was, I was it was kind of hard because he was, he was using he was binoculars like, yeah. and he was uh, far away. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he was in stalking hard. position. He got, got hard because he was wearing a. He actually got that was yeah that. Once was you're in the tree, you stay in the tree. <laughs> okay. Let's get that straight. Then when he got out of the tree, he had a corduroy outfit on. <laughs> but she's literally, she's literally definitely like it's crazy. Like she can't touch it. It's like it gives her hives, and it's so funny when I'm like. Let's hang out. We're going out. All right. I got my perfect uh, corduroy jacket coming on. She's like, you're not wearing it. Good stuff. Love you. Good stuff. Then going going on from uh, corduroy, we're going to move on to uh, Roddy White. So is, this is where Johnson. we get to the old section. Vincent Jackson. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, it, so you're, you're, you know, Roddy White, Andre Johnson, Vincent Jackson. These are your, your tried and trues. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't mind drafting one of these guys here because you're not paying for them. You know, I just don't want to draft. I don't want. Roddy to... White's going to be a value pick this year, right? Hands right. down, hands down. So was Andre. If he Andre was. I wonder. I think I think Andre is still going to get that love just based off of probably last year's last year's, year's stats, yeah, yeah. probably. And Vincent Jackson, um, same thing. He's the one guy of these three that I worry about the most. Again, it's the whole Lovey Smith factor for me. Great. I'm just I'm I'm shying away from all things uh, Orange and Tampa. One little thing. Remember yeah. how I mentioned on the last last podcast uh, how Eric Carabell, or maybe it was no, I'd mentioned to you all we yeah. were together working this weekend yeah. at Dewey's. Dewey's tasty shite. Very uh, good. Very the, good. The, the, the uh, breakout uh, QBs. Um, <laughs> Among top 20 picks by Eric Caraval. It's a breakout QB among top 20 picks. His third was Josh McCown on the Buccaneers. Oh. I mean, does that, make any, get it. does that make any sense? It, it, it makes none. I'm going to tell you, you right now. I'm sick of your crybaby bullshit. You want, you want to take the shit outside? You want to just take it outside and just squash it? Let's think size so everybody can see what a, what a pussy you have, okay? Because when I remove the, the blade, I keep in my boot from a sheet. I can't return it until it has spilled blood. <laughs> <laughs> blood? It would be awesome so to good. fight Eric Carabao. God, that guy would get worked. I have. I actually do. I usually trust Carabao. Okay, I, I I think the guy actually knows. He does know. I'm totally about he, He's usually very in tune with what's going on. And this, this is just. I he's a nice guy. Most, I don't want to fight him. But this is this is like the most obtuse call I've ever heard. How do you figure that a, 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 a career journeyman who has been in the league for 12 years or 10 years or whatever and never done a thing all of a sudden steps into one offense that could make my mom a number three draft pick in fantasy leagues? All of a sudden he goes back to Tampa, into Tampa with Lovey Smith as his coach, and you think he. Jay Cutler was the 30th ranked. Fantasy QB under Glovey Smith. How is Josh McCown going to be better? Because he, he's just been he's been groomed for this. Kind of for eleven years. We'll move on. It makes it's no sense. We'll yeah. talk about it. Well, I'll just say right now, no matter what, because we probably won't get too deep into as the, at the rate we're going, which is great. We I agree. I don't think we need to go too deep in. QBs or even tight ends, but we have on our list here. We'll just bounce over for a quick second to quarterbacks. McCown, yeah, yeah, is about thirty-one. Yep, thirty-one. That is essentially tier eight. He's about our thirty-first quarterback rank. As well, he should be. And Caravelle's got him in the top of his twenty tops. You look like a man o' lantern. 
<laughs> he does. He does sometimes. <laughs> That's his name. From now on, man, he's the man who lantern in that fucking orange outfit that he's going to be wearing this year. I told Period. You, I'm staying away from the pumpkins. Uh, I'm staying away from the man lantern. Sick. All right. I'm, 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 glad, you brought, all I'm, I'm lantern, glad you brought up Josh McCown for that one. I was waiting to figure out where I was going to play that one. Good, good. Now, um, Keenan Allen, I saw your news feed the other day. Um, he's got the speed. He says he's a deep threat now. He's another guy. I'm not going to... Take him off my tears, but I just know won't be on my team because he's going to be drafted like in third, fourth round. It's just going to happen. Uh, me, if he's fifth, I still don't like him. But what do you, I want to hear what you guys have to say about him. Not at too much depth, but I I know you guys like him and are uh, or maybe maybe you change your mind. Go nuts. Okay, well here's my take on Keenan. Listen, the kid is talented and he should have been drafted before where he was drafted. He fell in the draft for a reason, but. That's beyond what, what, what we're talking about now. He proved himself, which was awesome. Fact of the matter is, is that Valverde, <laughs> nice soft Valverde. I was trying to do a romantic Valverde. I was doing all that. Valverde. It was, it, was, it, was a nice, it was a nice, he should have been ranked, drafted higher, like Valverde. Yeah, but... Valverde, take me away. Don't okay. don't try to sneak your Valverde's <laughs> bias, D-Rex. Well, to be honest, this beer is not good at cracking. You know what? You're just not good at cracking them. It just doesn't Fine. matter. You still got to just yell Valverde. They can't always hear you you're cracking the beer. <clears throat> nice. Verde. 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 Okay. So it, my, my, here's my take on, on that one. I sneezed last there week. There was nobody there. This week. There was nobody there. His competition last year was Eddie Royal. Right. All right. Malcolm Floyd's back. San Diego decided to go to a major running offense. Allen fell off a little bit, a tiny bit, towards the end a little bit. And during, like, the last, I don't know, there was a couple games he had good games, but they were against teams that he had to pass against. It's more of a rushing team now, and they have a three-headed monster. They're going to play Donald Brown. Believe me, they will. It's not just going to be Woodhead, and it's not just going to be Matthews. They're going to use Brown in there. Allen isn't going to see the same amount of targets that he did last year. He's not going to seem the same uh, the same amount of love because Malcolm Floyd is going to be back. And Floyd, whether you believe it or not, is really fucking talented. He can catch 54 balls for 900-plus yards and 7-plus touchdowns. He can, and he's done it every single year before last year when he got injured. All right, I'll take the flip side then. Uh, Please so do. He has a lot of potential. He was getting double-covered. Every day, every game from the, the tenth game on last year, and he was still making plays. Uh, Antonio Gates is getting less and less talented, and going to get less and less targets. Malcolm Ladarius Floyd, Green. Le, okay, Ladarius Green has not proven it over a full NFL season that he can do anything yet. Malcolm Floyd hasn't played a full NFL season in a long time, hasn't proven that he can do it yet. So. Who's the main weapon? Oh, wait, we have Ryan Matthews, who also has uh, two broken collarbones in his career. We have a lot of question marks here. The one thing that a guy like Philip Rivers, who's been in the league for a long time, is so happy about right now is, is Keenan Allen. And the one thing that I saw from him last year is while he was getting double covered, when they throw those crazy passes to the end zone, he has a knack yeah, for does. the ball. He does. Agreed. He knows I how he to. Does. He does not mind going up in traffic to get a ball. He doesn't mind going across the middle to get a ball. He is a he's a worker. So he's not one of these finesse wide receivers. And that to me is the only reason why I keep him higher up because he is a warrior and he'll take the, the, the punishment that it I takes. test he wins, you're right. Absolutely. I and I yeah, I agree with that. And you know, with all the Hall of Fame stuff that happened last weekend and 
you know, we've given uh, a thumbs up and hey, Ray Guy, one of my favorites, one of my dad's favorites, loved uh, Bear and Ray Guy getting in there, punter deserves it. I mean, this guy is a three-time Super Bowl champion, a big part of the Super Bowl team. Never had a punt blocked, right? Never had a punt blocked? He Uh, might have had one. Yes, no, no, I think he... But he he never had anything returned. Never. The only he never, no, never had he, a pump block. Yeah. Fine. And he's never had one returned on him either. That was, I yeah. think, what it was. Yes. Yeah, I think he got one block. One block. One block. But he, he never had one returned on him. And there was plays where that lengthy praying mantis went and grabbed some guy going down there and it's like, no, I'm a pretty sweet athlete. Yeah. They had to move up the Superdome scoreboard 90 feet or 110 feet from 90 to 200 because he just kept hitting the thing. I wonder what he would have done but, uh, where the, in uh, the Jerry Jones uh, uh, dome. Yeah. Uh, he, could, it, he would hit it. He would. Well, people have already hit the scoreboard, but uh, I wonder if he could put one on top of the scoreboard. I mean, he could. How, how many names in the NFL now that you can name first names that are six letters or less? Both this guy's names together are six letters. Ray guys. Ray guys. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. That is nice. Makes it's it so up. easy. Oh, he may, he may have the, no apostrophes, no nothing. He may nothing. be the shortest name in the Hall of Fame. It's got to be. It's got to sure. be. got to be. Well, we love you, Ray, and we're so psyched. God, we've been, we've been probably since we started the show saying, Ray Guy, it's got to get in. Got to get in. I think it was 24 years of eligibility. I'd like to think that 20, we had something to do with this. Yes, we did. 24 years of Hall of Fame eligibility before he went in. But Finally, we start reason, mentioning him, he gets in. The reason, the reason, I, the reason I'm going to say this. guys. Okay. The reason I'm going to say this, Strahan, congratulations to you as well. Yes. Derek Brooks, congratulations to you. But the yes, reason why absolutely. I say it is because... Watching what we're talking about with Keenan Allen and seeing a big fan of Andre Reed, a big fan of watching him, a guy that's been on, we've been doing this for a long time, Andre Reed's been on about six fantasy football teams of mine, uh, and back then, I was only doing one league at a time, yep. uh, so this is a guy I love, I loved him, Sterling Sharp, Agreed. and this I is a guy, well. this is a guy that Keenan Allen might be, I don't know. I, again, I don't think he's in, but he might be that Sterling Sharp. Not drafted high enough, not, I mean, obviously he went to a bigger school. Not this, not that, but just might be that football player, that guy that every time seems to be open, Perfect. every time seems to catch it, double covered, but it's just like he might have that competitive spirit because he was went lower. He was highly touted, but he went lower. He might have that just athletic, that perfect deal where he might be sick. So a guy like him, again, I don't think I'll go high enough on him. But if you get him, he could be top 10. He really could be top 10. Again, rather take my chances on a younger guy with potential yep. and upside than the older guy who I know what I'm getting. And with it, last couple guys in this tier, Jeremy Macklin. First and foremost, he has potential to be top 10. Easy yep. in, in that Philadelphia Eagles offense, just like Deshaun Jackson was last year. Whether he lasts throughout the year, I don't know. He's I think coming he will. off a big injury. I think he will too. I really do. I think he deserves to be higher than this. And I think that when we discuss this a little bit more, yep. you'll see it when you get our well, we draft. Know, I, it, when we you all know I'm a fan. I'm, well, I'm, I'm rooting for it. Well, so, who's the yeah. guy? Who's the guy that you told me? Well, I, we're all Macklin fans. I think he will kind of get over that. Um, let's say Stafford. Uh, you know, uh, black, yeah, yeah, the injury black, black ball thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe he gets over it. First round talent, some of the best games I've ever seen it in Missouri. Yeah. That guy was doing. He's he on a one sick. year contract. One year he's contract. He's for it. 
If it oh, does, and, and, and our, some of his injuries two years ago were like these weird things, where it was more like cyst, he had like vertigo one yeah, year, right. and yeah, year like an infection in his arm that was more like blood and skin. He had these like weird kind of things that now it's it's like actually his last injury was a little more substantial, but obviously, obviously, but I think he's ready and he seems to be going. Um, the one question I've got with you, and not question I got for you, is Dogmatica because we talked a lot on about fantasy all weekend. Um, the next guy is the guy that you say is the hottest around right now. Yeah. And he's your boy. And it is. And it is. T.Y. is the hottest guy. Hottest wide receiver. I'll I'll wait to hear what you say because I've been been doing a lot of research on him as of late uh, and I have uh, some... Yeah, go, dog. It looks very rosy for him right now. I will say just a couple words because I do want you to talk on him. He is your boy. I don't know as much on him as you do. So I'm going to defer you might, to you. You might. You might. But you're dating Marissa Miller. Let him yeah. have his boyfriend. <laughs> I, I, I do love my T.Y. Hilton this year. <laughs> what do you got? You know how I know you're gay? How, how do you know I'm gay? Because you macrameed yourself a pair of jean shorts. You know how I know you're gay? You just told me you're not sleeping with women anymore. You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. You know how I know you're gay? How? You like Coldplay. T-Rex! I like go play Get out! Oh! Oh! Leave my torso alone, at least. (laughs) I like it. I feel like Seth Rogen right now. Here's a good. Here's here's what I've been hearing through uh, Stampede Nation, through all all these uh, indie sites out there. Number one, Hakeem Nix looks like shit. Hi. Uh, This is a seems to be a waste. The coach said, because I think the coach, uh, the offensive coordinator, went to the same high school as uh, as, as, as Hakeem Nick. So he's trying to, to boost him up from this regard. He's like, I know what he can do, but he's saying that he's out of shape. Uh, he's not in game shape. Uh, if you're not in game shape be? at this his point in time. His fucking titus of his hands have fucking gone to a stuff. How can that be? You so, got one last shot. You're done, okay? The, the, that wow. that point is done. Now the other thing that everyone's saying there what is that talent. the chemistry that you had between uh, Andrew Luck last year and T.Y. Hilton is amazing. And now even though Reggie Wayne is back, that it's still pretty much known that it's T.Y. now who is the number one receiver on the team, and Reggie is even understands that he's the best talent on the team. Who's so. the oldest wide receiver in the in the league? Is it Re- Re- is no, Reggie? He's 35 years old. Reggie Wayne. I he's, know, the he's the oldest? oldest? No, I'm he's 100% starter. No, I'm 100% positive he's the oldest. He wasn't the oldest who caught a pass in the league last year. I'll tell you that right now. Who was? By about 10 different guys. I'll, I'll tell you who was. Maybe it's starter. Maybe it's starter. But I think he's the oldest. Maybe so, he's the oldest starter. But the good thing about Reggie I is that... I think he's oldest starter. Reggie, Reggie understands that about... How old's Moss? Go ahead. Talk. No, no. You, you do your thing. Okay. Moss yeah, is but, older. But, Okay. The thing about the thing about Reggie is that he, at this point in time in his career, he wants to win another Super Bowl. He wants to do what he can. Look, he's the, the guy that stuck, stuck around when they were going to lose all the games and Peyton Manning got hurt and he signed to stay in Indianapolis. So he is a cult. He is like a, a loved, beloved guy. He, he's a, here's a guy that could have a job with the team for the next 40 years, for the rest of his life. He'll be an ambassador or some part form of the organization. Gore, they're going to welcome him back into it. They're going to say, "Don't ever leave." You'll be, a, you'll be start off as a wide receiver. Why coach. would you want him? You'll be on a wheel. Yeah, no be, one's more famous in Indianapolis right. than Reggie Wayne. And what no he one. understands is that how he can help Maybe impact all these young <laughs> players that are around him, and how he can have 
you know, as you get older in life back. and you realize that your your time of your having your greatest careers is over, you start saying, wow, if I can impart some of myself onto these guys and they will always, you know, part of their success are always going to attribute to me, that's a cool thing. That's why, that's why older people who are successful in business as they get older and they've done everything for themselves go, Oh, I want to mentor a young person. I want to make. I want to make their career. I want to. I want to see if I can do this for somebody else because it's another challenge in your life. Absolutely, Brandon Stokely. Oh, Stokes caught, uh, caught thirteen passes last year for one hundred and fifteen yards. He was older than Reggie Wayne, but the only wide receiver older Reggie Wayne. Tony Gonzalez was obviously older, so he, I mean, he caught a pass as well. Santana Moss is younger. Yeah. So and right now, Wayne. Unless, wow. unless, unless Stokely's Stokely in the league. Not, Stokely is not signed. He's not. Yeah, Wayne. Another one right. My, my photographic memory finally is back in gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's in no. 20 year cycles. Exactly. You know, Jurassic Park 4 is coming out. And the last time Jurassic Park was out, I, was, I had a photographic memory. Actually, Hobbit Three is uh, that. The, the, did you see I, the new? I'm not going to watch the, the trailer. Uh, no, oh, yeah, okay. I'm, don't say a word. Don't I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it first day. There's no reason for me to watch that propaganda. You've already sold me. You know how I know that you're gay? You like the movie Made in Manhattan? You know I know you're gay. How? I saw you make a spinach dip in a loaf of sourdough bread once. You know how I know that you're gay? Oh, you have a rainbow bumper sticker on your car that says, I love it when balls are in my face. That's gay. <laughs> All right, let's go on. T.Y. Helton. I think, I think that tier right there and the next tier, when you see our final version in the draft kit, a lot of movement. Yeah. I'm moving a lot of those guys up. I really like Roddy White. Keenan Allen, why not? Is it, but see, Helton and Macklin... And Pat, I mean, all these guys. Crabtree's moving down. I think Will, um, Wallace's moving up. We already talked. Cruz is moving down. These, these, these. Isn't this a testament, though, but how deep the wide receivers have become? Yeah. That now we're talking about wide receivers. Look over to the left at running backs, and it's garbage that we were talking I about. I know, and we're, we're into the 25th uh, wide receiver, and I'm looking into the next two tiers, and I like the receivers that are in through 35. I, I, so is this, are you back now to running back, running back? <laughs> oh God, don't, 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 no, don't, don't do I, that. I, don't do that. I have my line of duplications and demarcations, <laughs> and I'm sticking to them. But I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. To be honest, I'm with you. When I think about this, and I went last year wide receiver, wide receiver, and I regretted it. I, I'm happy with the guys is, I got it because my running backs I was like, ah, they're skeptical. And to be honest, when you look at it, and you can go into the 30s. And be kind of happy and have three. See, the wide scary receivers. thing for me is the wide, the running backs. I want one of these guys that I'm fired up about. The whole, here's the whole thing. The one I only have I'll one league that's on. a straight, that's a straight regular league like this that I have a draft. So, and I don't know what my draft position is going to be until 30 minutes before the goddamn draft. So, how to prepare for that? You really can't. So, what the, the that's why I'm looking at it like this. Here's how I'm a, a quick sidebar here, which I think is a, a kind of a cool thing. I've been in a 12 team league, and I've determined. Who are the guys worthy of taking in the top 12 picks? I already told you who the six running backs are. Uh, then I got three uh, 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 
quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. That, are that you would take in the 7th, 8th, 9th. Whatever, it. somewhere in the first round. Uh, Calvin Johnson and uh, and Demarius Thomas. Maybe Julio Jones is, is that other guy. Yep. And Jimmy Graham. That's 12 guys right there. That's so the same way. As you. That's, that's, however it shakes out, wherever I am, however it work, it's working, and those are the guys that are on my board for the first round. One of those 12 guys. Yep, I agree, man. So if I end up getting a Jimmy Graham, then it, it changes how I'm approaching the rest of the whole draft. Do you realize, and I said this a couple podcasts, Jimmy Graham's already right now in mock drafts. I mean, he's already 6-7. It's amazing. He's, he, by the season start, Jimmy Graham... Will be a four, five, six, seven. I pick. love it because, and I love it. No, no, I, I would do that. We create when I started my league in uh, 1998. We kept changing the rules, and the whole idea of always changing the rules of where tight ends score earlier than other positions and stuff because we wanted it to be. We hated it when when in, in back in then in 1998. position that tight you ends play. were not drafted until the ninth round or eighth round. Uh, you know, it was always running backs for the first three rounds. It was like everybody, it was, it was standard what everyone was doing. We wanted to bring it up. Why can't there be wide receivers drafted in the first round? Why can't there be a tight end who could potentially be drafted in the first round? And to think that all it took 16 years, maybe that seems like a long time, but really in the grand scheme of things, not that long of a time for that to change in my lifetime. I'm pretty amazed by that. No, I mean, Jimmy Graham... Without, said, doctoring, you, without said, doctoring the scoring. You know what you said in the last podcast? Again, I listened to the last podcast we did on the Collective Tears. Just uh, just so just so I knew that we weren't going to do the same show. And what you said there in that show is, Jimmy Graham is the best fantasy tight end ever. And he is. He's the best fantasy tight end ever. Gronk, minus his injuries, is the best... Right, those two are neck and neck. It's yeah. fucking luck in RG3 or whatever comparison you want to do. And if, if Gronk can get over this injury bug, which I think he can, I'm not saying the very start of this season he's going to be in uh, you know game win shape, uh, aerobic shape, but if he's healthy the whole year, I mean, he's, 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 he's an early second-round pick. Yeah, uh, I would, I, I'll tell you right now. That but you, I, I but would, I love that you said that, and, and when I when I listened to it, I was like, "Really? Is he?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's actually probably going to get picked fifth or sixth." He was in a most reason, leagues I'm in. Just this is in the, the quick, first round. The quickest side of the to let, let you let you go on it is that I had him in, in my keeper league in the league I was trying to lose games in last year, and only because I had I him. He single-handedly won me like three of my first four weeks. I was three and one. I'm going. I don't have a team to win, and I, I, what's going on? He's Jimmy the anti-Tanga Palooza player. Oh, it's unreal. What do you got, Doug? Um, I, I, I disagree. I do not think that Jimmy Graham is the best fancy tight end ever. Who is? Um, I, well, besides Val Verde, I thought he was an offensive lineman. I thought he was a scat back. <laughs> He's all of the above. I, I I do think it's it's Tony Gonzalez. I think Gonzalez was so consistent, and you knew you were going to get top end numbers, not just mediocre numbers, top end numbers. They were pretty mediocre. Yeah, but they were no, they weren't numbers that made you go, I want to draft him in the first round. Yeah, they were pretty true. Mediocre. They weren't. I want I want to draft him in the first round. But Jimmy Graham did it last year. The year before that, he didn't have a thousand yards. No, I know. He didn't have ten touchdowns. I predicted. I predicted that too. You know, uh, him and Gronkowski, the career year is coming down. You know exactly. Yeah. You know, so he's done it twice. Okay. I, 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 
YouTube, show me three, four, at least three, four, give me four, five years. I'll give, but I'll you know give what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Impact. Time. Obviously, career, you got one guy that's got 14, yeah. 15 seasons of very, very solid numbers, secondary to right season. Well, I mean, I'll tell you. But overall, overall, you know what we're saying. If Graham plays for the next 12 years, I'm not saying he's breaking the records well, of, of, a, of, a, of a Gonzo, but fantasy-wise, he's always going to be in this discussion. Is where he, how about use is your use your Brandon Cooks? He is now. You, the argument is you got to use the Johnny Cochran. <laughs> if the glove doesn't fit, use the Brandon Cooks argument. The Brandon Cooks argument is he's got Drew Brees. As long as Drew Brees he's, is his quarterback, he that is that valuable. Exactly what I was going to say. And that's where you should have gone, Brandon no. Cooks argument. Yeah, you know, I don't need Drew Brees I want to use that for Brandon. As long as, as long as Graham stays in New Orleans, fine. I'll, I'll give you that. Well, he's staying for another four or four five years. years. Four years. Well, well let's move on. Let's move on because we're actually talking about wide receivers. Yes. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, tier number six, as we have it here, is Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, Kendall Wright, Julian Edelman, as was called by Brady this week, a pigamy. Uh, pygmy? Yeah. A pygmy? Yeah. And I, uh, a pygmy. Pygmy. I said pygmy. 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 All right. I said that. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, Reggie Wayne, who we just, I was right on that one, so I was, I'm one for one. I mean, one for two. And Tory Smith. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, I don't know. I like Edelman in here. I'm actually surprised he's this high, because I know I like him, but I thought you guys didn't. Uh, I don't know. And I think it, maybe we don't even really need to talk about this. Well, the one thing I'll mention on. is we have Deshaun down. I know a lot of other people may be projecting Deshaun higher. Um, it, this is, I think we're even being generous with where he is right now. Really? Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the next tier, and I think I almost like everyone better, more, yeah. more than him. Like, remember, the love I had for him last year about was Smith, all about the Reggie, whole well, Kelly and, thing. He's dealing with the injury now. He's a guy that's that's changing offenses, you know. I, I I'm just I'm not sold on Deshaun at all, and I don't trust him as a football player, as a character guy to on this move. Okay, I'm glad that we are talking about Deshaun because I was going to mention this back when we were talking about Garcon. Oh yeah. Um, in this offense that Jay Gruden has thrown into Washington, it's that Cincinnati type offense which made Andy Dalton a hundred million dollar person okay it made the, the those guys on offense it made marvin jones extremely talked to him made him the 20th best fancy wide receiver last year deshaun jackson just so you guys know is playing aj green spot pierre garçon is playing the other one just so you guys know that. so what you like i'm telling you that you like deshaun. i'm telling you that deshaun has a lot of ability to be able to put up big numbers. Do I think he's going to put up big numbers? I have him ranked down where you guys do. Do you personally? Think, do you think that, I'm not a big fan of Deshaun. Do you think that RG3 you that, is going to target Deshaun like Dalton targeted AJ Green, or do you think that he'll just target Marvin Jones, aka Pierre Garcon, I because that, he likes Pierre Garcon? I think that Griffin is a learner. I think that he does what he's told and he does it to perfection. I think whatever he's asked to do, he does. Because I think he's that kind of an athlete. <laughs> no, I think so that what Griffin is asked to do, he does. Adidas might. <laughs> I think he's that good of an athlete that Griffin can do what he's asked to do. And if Gruden is as asking, long as he agrees with it, 
it, uh, there came a point, Master, where <laughs> Shanahan was such a fucking piece of shit that I would have, uh, you know, anybody would have said, I'm sorry, dude, but you're fucking wrong. Get out of here. And the whole franchise said, get out of here. But you do and that behind closed doors. You do it behind closed doors. You don't do it well, the media. Neither of them are right. But what I, case, I respect yeah. fucking Griffin. I was, and I'm sure so you guys do, so do I. Sure. You know? Absolutely. What I'm saying here is that... Who do you like oh, better? I'm saying okay. is that like Deshaun is in A.J. Green's position in that offense. Who do you like better this year? If you have a pick... I still want Garcon. Okay. But I have Garcon lower than you guys. I still have Deshaun. Because of that? Because, yes. Because okay. of that. He's not going to... He's not going to have 100 catches this year. I'll tell you that right now. Flat out. See, but I, just, I guarantee it. I just look at Deshaun Jackson, and if you're going to say Deshaun Jackson, 5'10", 182 yeah. pounds, A.J. Green, 6'4", uh, uh, Tell me how big is Pierre Garcon? 5'10", 190 pounds. No, he's not. He's not he's big. He's, he's not, not big. He's not, he's not, no, big then neither is no, 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 no. He's 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 big. He's like 200, 205. He's 205. He's, 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 yeah, he's 30, 40 pounds Sean. heavier. But here's what I'll say. It and you know nobody's AJ Green. No, absolutely. Yeah. But AJ Green was always getting bumped up by that guy. If, if they're saying Deshaun's this guy and line up like that, you're getting bumped up with the coverage. Sure. And he's terrible in that regard. All I'm saying is all, that's all I'm saying is that Deshaun is playing AJ Green's. I love it. I love it. Pierre is not. Out of this, out of this batch, to me. I, we don't need we don't need to play some because that we're going to have that in the draft kit. But out of these guys, out of tier six here for you, dog. You got Torrey Smith at the end, Reggie Wayne, Edelman. You got uh, Kendall Wright. You got Sean Jackson and Larry Fitzgerald. And then I'm going to bring in the tier beneath it. Which is tier seven. Please do. Eric Decker, Anquan Bolden, Golden Tate, Brandon Cooks. Tell me the three guys, and Ruben Randall, the three guys out of those uh, 10 or 12 ish guys. Yeah, 12. 11. 11 guys. The one that they, Tell me your top three of those players. Personally? Yeah, just you personally. Okay. I, I, I we'll love. have our collective tiers that, that it counts everything, but you personally. Because I just want people to know that you got your thoughts and I've got my thoughts. And I know I got Brandon Cooks. If we have Brandon Cooks sitting here on this one at like 34, my Brandon Cooks is at, you know, 18. So, and I just want us to show how that works. So, who are your top three guys? Uh, I, I like Kendall Wright's uh, potential. Okay. I think his potential is off the charts. If all he has to do is score eight touchdowns and he's way higher than this. Okay, he that. will. He will. He gets catch the touchdowns. He will catch about 100 passes. He gets the touchdowns. Who else? What are <clears> your <throat> other two guys? I do think Deshaun has a lot of potential, but I don't think I don't know if he's quite up there. Brandon Cooks has grown on me quite a bit. Everything I've heard in the last two weeks, the guy has a ton of potential. I don't know if I could put him up where he's. You know, you know what? Fuck it. It's 25, 26. It's fucking brutal. I'm okay with that. Who's your? Okay who's okay. He's in there, and you can do four. Who are the other guys out of this? Just so we can... Potential-wise? Yeah. Who's your next guy or two? Uh, Jesus. I mean, Deshaun is right there. Edelman is kind of right there. Tony Smith is a lot better than people think, especially in this new offense that they're bringing to Baltimore. Uh, you know, you got to consider offenses when you're talking about this sort of stuff. Tony Smith is going to be better than you think. Just go on. Go ahead. If, he do, if he burns you this year, are you going to give up on him? I'm not. I've never put him above where he's. I know. No, I know. I know. I don't think you've been high on him. I've been higher on him than you guys have, but I've been correct on where he should be placed. I don't disagree with that. He's always a lot lower for other people. What do you got? Well, uh, 
So you look at it, yeah, maybe I might draft Larry Fitzgerald first, but it, I'm going to give you the guys that really jump off the page to me in these ones. Like he, like Dog said, Kendall Wright's the first guy that just, guys off, the that guy. just jumps off to me. Period. Well, look, what he did with 94 catches, it was only like 1,079 yards and only two touchdowns. This is a guy who has speed. He has all the other intangibles. He'll make all the catches, and you know that that touchdown total is going to go up. So to me, He that's, helped get RG3 the second pick overall. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. a great value. Uh, the next guy to me that, that stands out, I know I know your guy, and I'm not taking him, Torrey yeah. Smith. Torrey Smith is the guy who I think the addition of Steve Smith is just to have another guy there that's a veteran player that it puts him, again, like we, we say with a lot of guys, put you back in your role. Talk about C.J. Spiller. Put him back in his correct role. Do the same thing with Torrey Smith. Don't make Torrey Smith be the guy that's going to be expected to be a 80 to 100 catch guy. That's not who he is. He's no. a 60, uh, a 55 to 70 to 65, maybe 70 catches at the high end, but he's big play, big pop plays. And I like that for, for, for a guy in this place, as we know, wide receiver three for me. I want the guy that can, that can boom. Win you a few weeks. Yeah, and the next, the next guys are Al Grimm. I... I like Brandon Cooks. I'm still with you here. But I also like Ruben Randall. So, um, and again, I think the, the whole thing about Odell Beckham being slowed in training camp with a hamstring, every time a rookie misses time early in camp, it is a major hindrance. It puts you Huge. back. Like, each week puts you back a month into the season. So He's going to be the worst pick that, out of all those Right. Well, well, he's a guy that will be a better pick for next year. He's an underwear uh, Beckham. Right. He's Beckham. a stash yeah, underwear yeah. Olympics guy. Off the charts, not football. Mark player. my words: the guy who will end up being the better pro career will be his uh, college teammate, who was probably the better college player too, in Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry, yeah. for sure. I don't Huge disagree with that. Landry. My three, my four guys. I'll say there. I like Larry Fitzgerald because the Cardinals have a nice schedule this year, um, more or less against uh, you know for wide receivers. Uh, they're at ten. Obviously, like Brandon Cooks the most, just because I think he's an, an elite talent, and the Saints actually have a pretty nice strength of schedule, and I just think he's the best wide receiver that Val Verde's ever had. He's the best wide receiver that that uh, Drew Brees has ever played with, is what I think. And I thought that before they even drafted, right when they drafted him, I think he's the best wide receiver that Brees ever had. I think Peyton's smart enough to say, oh, fuck. Let's get this guy he's a, a lot. Of, a lot. Yeah, he's. They've got some freaky athletes. You know that's. that's they, they you have, have a great point though. Breeze has never had a great receivers. You you said on the last podcast, his best wide receiver is, is fucking Marquise Colston. It's a Hofstra player. I'm, I'm trying to think of even when he was on San Diego. Who was his main guy in San Diego that he threw Way the ball to? Yeah. I, I think he had Vincent. Did he have Vincent Jackson for a year? He must have had yeah, at least still, for, he was a for rookie. Least, yeah, this guy's be, gonna young. be a better rookie than that guy. But the other the other player that I really actually like a bunch, and it's weird, it's stupid, it doesn't make sense, but it has to do a lot with your strength of schedule again. I like Eric Decker. Not not Edelman? I love Edelman for oh. the same reason. Edelman's my last guy. Okay. And they've got even got an easier strength of schedule. Okay. The Patriots. I love your call with Eric Decker. Eric Decker, sixth. I'm hearing Gino already. Vic is conceded. Vic is the backup. He's yeah. saying he's going to be great. Hopefully he's better than last year. But he's going to come in and Gino's going to be all right. And Decker is going to be what the do number you one target. I'm just curious. What do you expect numbers-wise out of Decker? Like, What's a range you're putting on him? For? Hovering at 1,000, seven or eight touchdowns. How many catches? Like 65, 70 catches maybe? I'm not even worried about that. But, I mean, you, you, but that puts him... 
That's where he is here. I don't think, I mean, he's not Peyton Manning, but he could have 12 touchdowns and 900 yards. Or he could, he could be Heartline. Or he could be, or it could be Keenan Allen. Now he's he's one of these guys that always players like Decker, guys who have movement, right? Guys that put up huge numbers in a previous offense and are moving to the next offense. So him and Deshaun Jackson are the two guys this year. They're always the biggest enigma to me because it's I usually figure I'm never going to draft the guy because I value him where he should be valued, and I have a feeling that everyone's going to people are just going to grab him because of that previous year. So it's kind of like I almost. But he moved. But he moved. So I, I think that that'll change. But here's the one thing. Well, no, it's I the white you, guys that move. But it's the white factor that I think will let him drop. I'm not, this yeah, is about maybe, you. I don't care maybe, about what you think maybe, about him. Maybe. I'm just saying the white factor maybe. will make him drop. The New York Jets factor will make him drop. He's going to be a value. And here's what I'll let you know. You think of him in the same way you're thinking of Edelman, who was like, a, you know, a, I think he was a, not even drafted. Decker was drafted no, 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 sort of high. Decker this was is not. This is not I a guy that Decker was like, playing in Minnesota. Okay, yeah. I remember he, him as a goalie. He, goal. he wasn't was drafted high. He was certainly. He was like a third or fourth round pick. No, actually, yeah, you're right. He was either. That's, 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 that's high for a. That's high for a white white wide receiver. It's true. He would listen. He was. What are you saying? Not lever. That's what I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. This isn't a guy that just like was made by the system like an Edelman. With Brady, saying, or like a Stokely with Manning in previous sure. incarnations. All I was trying to say is that a guy that put up the huge numbers with Peyton Manning, just understand where the regression is. Don't as think long as you're not huge. overpaying for him, I like it too, but don't overpay for him. I'd say, oh, you won't way. have to, and that's why I like him, and I won't overdraft him, and I don't love him on my team, but could I see him as a wide receiver three because he's sitting there and I needed to go running backs a little bit earlier, and I, I did grab my tight end uh, early because I was trying to get him, and I, have, I grabbed two? Nick Foles in my third or fourth round, so I have my quarterback, then... I don't want him as my wide receiver too. That's what I'm saying. No, you know me. If you're waiting though, and that's what I'm saying, where you're in, the, in this position, where if you're you had drafted your two running backs, you had drafted a quarterback, you had grabbed that tight end. Now you're stuck in this tier, and you're having to draft your wide receiver too. Is he is he in that pick? Then you I'm, want Bolden or Decker? God. Bolden or Decker? Did you yeah. say? Anquan Bolden or Decker? I think I, I still I want, take Bolden just because I trust Kaepernick to throw for me. Okay, I want Decker. He's the number one. I, I agree more th- with that. Do you want Tory <laughs> Smith or Decker? Tory Smith. Tory Smith. Okay. All right. I I think I think, I just think he's gonna be good. It's not gonna be the, your doldrum thing. It's it, you you sometimes know, your yeah. sometimes your grudges, Trent Richardson, no, no, no. I go back Eric Decker, at, no, no. are a little too severe. I look at Decker, go back to when he was had Tebow as his quarterback because that's closer to what you're gonna get from Geno Smith. You're not gonna have the quarterback in Peyton Manning who led him on every pass. You're gonna have Great. a guy who's gonna get exposed no, to a say lot Tebow, more. Tebow is the is the drag. Okay, of what then you can it's, do. A, it's it's not much better. Geno Smith. Accuracy I'd say wise, the Alex Smith. Alex Smith would be the, the no. Zone Alex Smith doesn't. Geo Alex Smith. Smith, Alex Smith, Smith, Smith isn't as terrible as Tebow. Okay, I, I, no, okay, okay, fine, but 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 he's not as good as Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a precision passer. That's not what Geno Smith is. Within twenty yards, you're talking. Geno <laughs> Smith is the guy <laughs> who's as as when he's trying to throw the ball to Decker. Decker, who's been used to getting passes led to him, is going to have to reach back. He's going to get exposed to hits. That's all I'm saying. Last thing on the subject, you were okay. talking about Drew Brees and who he had to throw to in San Diego. Yeah, you want to know who it was? Tell me, Keenan McCardle, Eric Parker. 
Antonio Gates. You want to hear who his running back core was? He had LT. LT. Michael Turner. Michael Turner. Yeah. And Darren Sproles. You know who the backup wide receiver was there? Vincent Jackson. Those are all backups. Michael Turner, Darren Sproles, and Vincent Jackson were their backups <laughs> at that point. Pretty good. That my arm. My arm. We're going to take risks. 2005. Didn't San Diego go to the all right. Super Bowl that year? Those guys were their yeah. backups. Good reason why. No, San Diego did not go to the Super Bowl that year. No, you're, thinking about 19, to the you're thinking about 1995. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. What year is it? What fucking year am I in? You're off by 10. That I love Jawas. That was the mid-tour. Fuck. <laughs> Tits were unbelievable. Oh, man, I love titties, so. Yeah, I, I mean, no, seriously, I, I do love titties. Yeah, there we go. It might be my favorite thing. Yeah. I love it when a girl comes up Rivers to me. Rivers was on the team, too. I love it when a girl comes up to me, and this happened when I was in Vegas a, co- a couple times, to be honest. Last, last a couple weeks ago. <laughs> when, a, when a girl with small boobs comes up to you and goes, are you a tit or an ass guy? <laughs> what do you think you say? Uh, I'm I ass. an ass man. And when a girl with no ass in a big rack comes up to you and says, are you a tit or an ass guy? You say, titty titties. Unless you. She talked dirty to you? Oh, she loved the dirty talk. Totally into it. She'd be like, yeah, let's screw. Let's, I want to fuck. God, I'm so dirty. She'd be like, oh, me so horny. Me love you long time. So. <laughs> if you haven't caught on, this is the 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Good times. <laughs> but I did have I did have a girl oh, with small boobs come up there. You a boobs or ass guy? I'm like, did she really? I mean, swear to did God, did you really say that? Like, swear really? to God, only in Vegas, only swear in Vegas. I swear to God, swear to God. You gotta be kidding, Vegas. No. Where you bring the family? Good times. I did good hey, in Vegas. I right, let's go on. If let's go on to the next one. Done. We got in this. We got in this bracket. Oh, we already did that. Let's go to the next one. Tier eight: Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Evans, Marquise Colston, Brian Hartline. Riley Co- K- 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 Cooper and Kenny Stills and then Dwayne Bow. How Ugh. far the rainbow is falling. I like I, I'm, I like the tier behind it more, but discuss it quick and I like the tier behind it more. Yeah, you know, you look at this tier, Emmanuel Sanders, I like the upside that he has there just because of Peyton Manning. You know, that that does enough for me right there. Mike Evans, um, I believe still has a chance to be one of the most productive uh, rookie wide receivers. Just because of his size and because he's the number two guy and because he's got Vincent Jackson on the other side of him. Um, Colston, I'm, I'm not a fan anymore. It, it, as you say, with the emergence of Cooks, why would you be a big fan of Colston right now? I, the, the only reason why is because of camaraderie. He's been there with Breeze before. History, yeah. I history, mean, whatever. I mean, he knows the system. He knows what's going on. Uh, he's, he's a steady player. He's one. He's he's your, uh, you know, he's your safety pick. Is right. what it is. Basically. He's your guy. The the, the big games for Colson. You, you may. I, I bet you. I can't see him getting more than two one hundred yard games this season. Well, it's year. the same thing with Hartline. Next yeah. guy you're gonna say. Right. You know, it's it's a safety pick. It's somebody you know who's gonna produce as a wide receiver three here and there, and it's not exciting. But if you've missed out on everything else. I don't know. Maybe it's worth it. it, but I don't take those guys. Personally. No, no. I, and I think at this point in time, this is where, it, and I think D Rex is right. When after Emmanuel Sanders for me in this tier, everybody else is a guy that 
I'm going to look at another position. I'm not Still gonna, says upside. I, I, he does, but I'm not going to reach for any of these other guys. You know no. what I mean? And and, and, and it, that's what you would, especially when you're looking at guys like Hartline, Cooper, Dwayne Bowe, Colston. It doesn't these work. These are not for guys that I, I want to reach for. So I only want to take them there if uh, it's almost like they've, they've really kind of. They're the stale bread that's still on the shelf when I'm in that in that like tenth round or whatever. Like, oh my god, they're still there. All right, I'll take that bread. Here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> Sometimes when you look at these tiers and stuff, it it, it you it, like that analogy. Come what on. Are you, what, what, what is this Oliver Twist? Val Verde. Val Verde. Val Verde. Val Verde. Come on now, sorry. you're sorry. Three I agree. I agree. I'm Don't sorry. You sneak Val Verde by us. Why do I sneak a Oliver Twist, Barrel Verde. But what are you talking about over there? You're like talking about. I'm talking about Marquise Colson. I'm comparing him to stale bread. That if that stale bread's still there in the 10th, 11th round. If and you need bread, you're going to grab the I'm going to have bread. a piece of that bread. But otherwise, I'm going to wait and I'm going to I'm going to go into another drawer first. I'll wait. tell you, when it comes to Emmanuel Sanders, I, I'm going back to that Mile High Club analogy you had with. Uh, uh, with ball, ball? Yeah. My, like the way I threw yeah, the club. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, really, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about the Mile High Club. You guys ever done it? With someone else? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best answers oh, I've heard man. in all the oh, time. And that is way, so, hold on, no, hold on, I gotta erase this, I'm thinking about all, t- I don't know, you're jerking off, I wasn't thinking about that, now I am, You're Fuck jerking you. off on like a, a, a fucking American Airlines, a, a red eye, oh, nice. hey, by the way, you know where I'm going, 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 you know where I'm going in two days, I'm going to Denver in two days, you are, I'd see now, I'm going to Mile High City in two days, so you're gonna jerk off on the flight there, might as well, oh my god, will you try and get some ass? So what I'm talking about is ass. I've never done it. Kenny Stills. I've never done, I I mean, I've obviously fooled around. I think I've buried some fingers maybe, but I've never had sex. (laughs) (laughs) But the truth is, if I did, I have a feeling I would go forever. It'd be like me taking a half a bottle of Patron, just like, honey, it's going to be a long night. If this thing's rocking... You better just pass out and let me just dead horse. We have a hard enough time fitting you yeah. and anybody else into the bathroom. That's fine. I'm, I like <laughs> I like skinny I like skinny women. Uh, that's the mean, ass man. That was mean and hurtful. That's the ass man. Um, all right. Well, she laughs at me though. Then you punch her in the fucking head if she laughs. I'm not gonna punch her in the head. She's really sweet. No, I mean you punch her in the fucking head emotionally. <laughs> I punch him in the like, head. Uh, look, Mile High Club, Mile High Stadium, make it happen. If you're on the flight at some point when this creep to my left is there, it's pretty disgusting, but somebody's jerking Southwest. Up. Somebody's jerking Southwest, up a couple de- aisles ahead of you. We departed at 1140. <laughs> <laughs> are, you going by, are you going with a friend? I'm, I'm meeting my sister and her okay, husband. Okay, you're going by yourself? Yeah. yeah. Good. So if you get arrested, no one really has to know except for TMZ. Or the the newspaper, correct? The newspaper. All right. Whew. I think I might alert. I might alert TSA to terrorist, a personal terrorism activity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. Yeah, I don't even know if I have anything more to say. Yeah, I'm done. I'd never want to fly again. Yeah. I did. Okay, so we're going. We went on to that one. I mean, there's really nothing to talk about more with these guys. Let's go. I was going to offer you guys tickets to go on a flight with me tomorrow. I mean, like, hey, let's just go for a flight. You know. <laughs> You fly, I fly, we fly. Let's fly together. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shut down wide receivers. 
We're going to move over to tight ends, and let's cruise through them, because we've talked about them at length in that other podcast. Let's go to the problem areas, then. All right. Well, let's go. Tier 1 is Jimmy Graham by himself. We know it. Tier 2, in this, we've got Julius Thomas and Rob Gronkowski. I like it. Tier 3, Vernon Davis, Jordan Cameron, Jordan Reed, Kyle Rudolph, Dennis Pitta, and Greg Olson are in Tier 3. So that's a nice 4 through 9, guys. It's not a problem. I'll tell you, you could talk about every single one of them, but the, just like we were talking yeah. about with one of those other... Uh, it was the tier two of uh, wide receivers. Wide you receivers. can move them in any direction yeah. you want. You, you can move them in any direction you want. They're all worth taking. Um, to be honest, of those six guys, I put Vernon Davis at the bottom. Me too. I, Me I, too. For sure. Vernon Davis was so touchdown dependent last year. Oh, by the way, draft kit. Oh, by the way, there's an amazing chart in there called touchdown dependency, yes, which sir. is so important to look at when you are looking at nothing like it ever. How important touchdowns are to the fantasy points that this player scores, and then you realize, like a guy like Vernon Davis, it was so touchdown dependent for 52 him. Fifty-two catches year. last year, and 50, ten yeah, touchdowns. It was fifty-three catches. Fifty-three. It was, was more. It, than, it was more than ten uh, touchdowns. Yeah, and he had less than a thousand yards. <laughs> twelve touchdowns. I think it was twelve. It was nine hundred thirty-four. So yards fifty-two catches and twenty-four percent of your catches are touchdowns. That's not normal. Yeah. So I don't. I don't like him at all. I think there's too much weaponry on that team. Uh, I just don't mm, think that he's going to have be normal good. amount of yards per catch too. No, Titans don't get sixteen point three yards per catch. He was in the top ten in yards per catch. Of all receivers, wide receivers and tight ends, yeah. for him, for somebody to do that, that that's very rare. Um, I'm glad to see him back, though. When we had talked in, over the p- previous podcast, he was saying he's holding out. I'm better now than when I signed the biggest tight end. Yeah, he showed up. All right, oh, he's there for the right reasons. He wants to help the team do it right. But again, I think that's a guy I'm going to stay away from. I like all the. Uh, I, I like Cameron. Five guys. I like I mean, Reed Rudolph. And Pitta the most out of those. We know Houdini likes Olsen the most. Wouldn't you agree that your guys out of those are... I like Cameron, Rudolph, and Pitta. Okay. I I do like Reed, don't get me wrong. I do like Reed as well. The injury risk freaks me out. Yeah. Cameron without North Turner freaks me out. I love Rudolph this year, and I love Pitta. Do you like Cameron with uh, Hoyer or Johnny Football more? Uh, With Hoyer. He had his best games of the year with Hoyer last year. His two best games of the year actually were with Hoyer, and Hoyer only played three games. Cameron's banged up right now, though. I'm not phased by that. Cameron's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. All right, Tier 4. This is uh, Jason Witten. Old man is uh, is moving down. You know, he's, got, he's, in, he's in Antonio Gates mode where great player, just you're getting old, man. And... Uh, He's moving down. So you got Charles Clay, Martellus Bennett, who we spoke about it at length at the beginning of the show. He'll be back in the next week or so, so don't worry about anything like that. If you yeah. like him, like him. If you don't, hopefully this will be a wake-up call for him to focus in. I, I don't like him as a player right I now. I think it will, actually. I hope so. If it's not, he's just overrated. And let's look. On the list of this, on the tight end list, more than any other position, I would say, you are able to get a six-year window... Of in fantasy and in actual NFL life, based on talent, Jared Cook. Yeah, I 
Don't well, okay. Jared, well, we'll get to that. No, no, Jared, yeah. but he's, he's still a guy we've been talking about. Sure. Last sure. year, sure. he was still he was still our sleeper, super sleeper ever, and he's never done dick. But yet in year five, we're still talking about him. Same thing with Martellus Bennett. Same thing with uh, maybe Delaney Walker will, will turn into that. We had no, Heath guy, Miller. You it, know, who was the guy was. before uh, Pettigrew? Got that five-year fantasy window. Yeah. You know, just like all these guys, Jermaine Gresham got the four- or five-year window. There's something, I feel like Tyler Eifert might get it too. Tight ends are, are, are considered in fantasy football for four or five years after they're drafted. If they're a first-rounder, they're still legitimate. He's going to pop. This is the year. This is the time. More than any other position in fantasy football. That's all I'm saying. I'll give you that. Okay, so I mean, the, the rest of that tier, though, uh, you can't forget. You, like you got your Whitner Clay, your Clay's Bennett, guy I love Zach Ertz, and Dwayne Allen. Ertz and Allen. Jeez. Yeah, those. I mean, those are the two most important guys to mention here. Yeah. I mean, Clay. I think I'd has, say Witten's at the end, then Bartellus. You know, yeah. Ertz, I want to bring up something with Dwayne. Let me bring up something with Dwayne Allen because this is part of what I wanted to bring up back when we were talking about T.Y. Hilton. The base set that they are talking about running in Indianapolis is a two tight end, two wide receiver set. Yeah. So Nix is not on the field. Allen and Fleener, and the reason they go to the two, this is and this. This also Nix ain't gonna be on the team. Well, no, no, no. This is this is a benefit for you guys also who are high on Trent Richardson. So think about the type of front that they're trying to come up with. They're coming up with a. Uh, it's a strong um, uh, running front, two tight ends. Dwayne Allen, we know, is the better blocker than Kobe Fleener. Uh, but Fleener's going to have to learn how to block better, and they're going to use that to help. To, to, to use, that's that's going to be... So they're going to use a hammer. They've actually signed a couple of other tight ends to block in case Fleener fails. Right, because the most important thing that they want to establish is to be able to run the football first. If you can run the football, and I believe, like you, because Dwayne Allen can block like he can, he's the guy that's going to be... The most valuable because it's going to be on those plays where luck confuses you. It's a play action. He blocks. He releases. He lets go. All of a sudden, he's 15 yards downfield. He catches the ball in his 30 yards. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I just said, I said that was the first touchdown that he had last year. The one catch, 20 yards and a touchdown. A one, yeah. a one catch for 20 yards and a touchdown. It was that same that play. Beginning of the block second quarter, and, and, yeah. and then he was gone for the season. I just had an epiphany, and you guys might not like it, but Kobe Fleener is going to get traded. Tressman's gonna go after him. He's like, I don't need you to block. I just want to get. I just want to get the unicorn well, out of here. He does need him here. to block, though. He does need him to block. Fleener for Fleener for Bennett. I'm not saying Bennett. Just drop Bennett. Just say Bennett. They're not gonna give up a draft pick for Fleener. You have to give up too high of a draft pick right now to get Fleener. You have to give him a second. It's true. They draft him too high. Think so? Yeah. Okay. Fair Even the third is not worth it. I, Al, I had, Al, I had was an epiphany Miller. Fleener was the first. Yeah, and even if you had to get him for a third, I wouldn't do it for a third. I'd only do it for like a fifth. I had an epiphany yeah. once. Marissa Miller was dating me, and look, dogmatic. But they did give yeah. up. They did give up a first round draft pick uh, for uh, Trent Richardson. So maybe, maybe they will. Maybe they would deal. Well, let's keep going on. Uh, I think I love. I love your point with the Earths. Al, I, I mean, Earths is. Ridiculous. Ertz, Ertz is the guy, again, think about the offense that he's in. When you're playing in Chip Kelly's offense, and it's a second year in this offense for him. So this is this is a very important. And you see, we know that Brent Selleck, is, he is what he is. He's not going to take the top off it. Ertz is a guy that has that potential to take it to the next level, to be 
Selleck plus five. Ertz, when it uh, comes uh, to Selleck's a Bogart though guy. When it comes to rookies, you look at second halves of the season. Yeah. The first half of the season, they're just trying to figure out what the fuck the f- is going on. I, I, I mean, where, do, where am I even staying tonight? I don't even know where the fuck I'm sleeping, much less the, the offense. You know, second half of the season, they're starting to get used to things and everything. Ertz had five touchdowns in the last nine games. That's a trend. That's something you start to see happening. That's what's going to happen with Ertz this season. He's got a lot of upside potential. Do you like... Who would you take first, Ertz or Allen? Mm, that's a good question. That's a great fucking question. They're right. They're right. They're, you know what? That's a great fucking and, and, question. And here's one of these ones that... Wow. I'll tell you... I don't know. And we all agree answer. that they're no, the no, here's the answer. They are. The yeah, answer is sure. what we tell all of, our, all of our listeners. When you get a situation, you get the two guys in debt, go with your gut. What's your gut telling you? Well, the no, you set it in your tears. Yeah. Do it in your tears but so that, have that so conversation that it's there. With Go with your gut. Yeah, have your conversation. But, put it in your tears. And then when you got there, stick to it. Because talk to yourself a lot. Right, yeah. because that, I know, it's weird. <laughs> talk but to yourself. It, but it also comes down to that thing. Like it, it may be one of those things. Where are you at? <laughs> Do you really want to watch Colt football? Are you believing in the Colts as a team? Or are you believing in the Eagles as a team? Because the other factors we know, you want a, a winning team. And I think that both of these teams are winning teams. That's the other thing that makes them such a toss up. Yeah, you know, are you talking I, about? Are you talking about your flight to? Uh, I know. To I was Denver thinking about the flight too. Like, I mean, <laughs> Mom, I don't toss up, Gary. Gary, can Gary. we throw? Can we throw? Can we throw weird science Gary. on there? Uh, well, instead of having intercourse, you could have outer course. Outer course. Uh, what's that? Yeah, what is that? Well, outer course is anything that isn't vaginal intercourse. I prefer vaginal intercourse. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really do. We really, uh, we, re- we really, really do. Totally. All right. So let's go. <laughs> let's go to the next tier. Tier right. five. Ebron. Sad the case of the drops. Jared Cook, guy I was talking about earlier, opened up with a sick week one last year, but. Sucked it up the rest of the time. Yep. Travis Kelsey, you guys love what he's going to be able to do and on Ladar- that team coming back, but we haven't seen it yet. And Ladarius Green's another guy where he's had these moments, but he hasn't done it over a season. Is he the replacement for Antonio Gates, or is he the next guy that's going to get four years of fantasy drafting and not do shit with it? When I look at this tier, I see... I see the old Sesame Street, you know, three of these things look familiar and one of these things stands out. The one that stands out is Jared Cook. I don't like him. I would feel much more comfortable drafting any of the other three in this tier. Because Ebron, I'm I'm a believer in what they're doing in this offense in, in Detroit. And I know that he's had some issues with drops. Uh, early on in camp, and this is one of those things. He already said he hit his rookie. I've already hit, hit my rookie wall. wall. <laughs> <laughs> someone's got. Someone's got to warn like him. Hey, buddy, that was just a speed bump. Yeah. But the one thing I'll be <laughs> the wall's coming. On, one thing before you go on. Ebron's a jokester, yeah. kind of like Bennett. And sometimes yeah. I don't like those guys. You want you want the more serious it guy is. to crap. Yeah. I don't like that rookie's jokester. Well, here's the Especially difference. Especially when you're dropping balls all over the fucking. He's place. he's the rookie guy who's dropping the balls now. But again, we'll we'll wait and see. Preseason games will determine everything. I want to see the guy on on on, on the field, field for sure. against other other players, not in practice and all this other stuff. Travis Kelsey and Ladarius Green are very intriguing guys that you would take at this end because these are guys that have the potential to move up. By the end of the season in the in the final rankings, by ten to fifteen to sixteen to twenty slots. So fucking true. These guys, uh, uh, especially so true. I mean, right now, I'm moving them up. You know, 
Travis Kelsey Upside could six. be a top five, yeah. could be a top eight, top five tight end. If is he an Iowa guy, no. Right. From no, no, and I'm not, not saying. No, I thought he might have like Virginia or something. Yeah, like no, that. it's it's, it's an And school, you guys, I don't feel like I've ever seen him play because he's been hurt so much. He was hurt. Well, it, it, but it, have you guys it, seen him? Have you guys seen he was a damage this guy was, can do? He was a rookie last year him. and got hurt. So, but here's look at what was around him. Think about your surroundings, right? Because this is so important with Kelsey. It's Dwayne Bowe. It's Jamal Charles. It's nothing else. He's the next weapon. You look at uh, Alex Smith. Tight end is a natural spot where they, you know, for the, the, all the different. And, and look what, uh, and even Andy Reid, you know, what he he was able to get his tight ends involved in, in the offenses as well. And, and shortest average per uh, yards per throw ever, probably in the history of a first overall pick, is Alex Smith. And now juxtapose that for Travis Kelsey with the short passes that's going to happen to Ladarius Green, who is Mr. Big Play Long Passes, yeah. guy who who. Is like a, a striding wide receiver when he makes the catches. Now the question more is more Gronk-like. Be, yeah, and, and, and the thing is, he just has been the, the steady soldier. He's been living in uh, uh, Antonio Gates' ear for the last two years. Um, he just absorbs everything that he does. And now Antonio Gates is, is coming to the end of his career. And Ladarius Green, this is the time now. This is one of those... It's the natural passing of the baton. And this is one of those things that I think Antonio, like Reggie Wayne, I mentioned earlier... Is okay with it. He still knows that he's going to get his love from Philip Rivers, but he knows that you know what? I don't have the skills like this kid does. People do not know a lot about Travis Kelsey, and I want to just throw a few things out there yeah. right now. Okay, the guy is a touchdown fucking machine. Okay, in his last year in college at Cincinnati, is where he went to college. Bearcat. Yeah, he had eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns for a tight end in college a lot. is almost unfucking heard of. Unless he went to Iowa. Yeah, unless you went to Iowa, in which case it's a staple of their diet. That's pretty much what <laughs> That's they why I asked. But he also had 722 yards. Nice. He had 16 yards per catch. Impressive. That is insane when you're talking about college numbers for a tight end. That's just not normal. He's been compared to Gronk, strength-wise and athleticism-wise. This guy can do it all. It was unfortunate they got a, he got injured for his whole freshman year here in the pros. But it may have given him a little bit of perspective, a little yeah. bit of learning experience. He sees the way that Casey works. He's working within their offense now. All he's got to beat out, obviously, is Anthony Fasano, who is more of a blocking back. If you remember him on the Dolphins, yeah. he, he would catch some tight ends. Talk end about a some... window for a tight end. Good God, how long has Fasano been? In the oh, my God. You know, I mean, that, that, that's what talk, you're talking about. Sean McGrath. Because he can retire. If anybody he thought retired? he retired, oh the, my God, Sean, Sean McGrath. McGrath, who looked pretty good in the first he couple did look pretty season. good when he came in yeah. last year because of so many injuries. Uh, to Tony Moya, uh, Moyaki, Travis Kelsey, and Travis yeah. Kelsey, and even Fasano got injured for a little bit, so they had Sean McGrath come in. He looked good. He <laughs> retired. Wow. He saw how good Travis Kelsey was, and he said, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm, I'm done. Out. There's no way I'm ever going to be as good as this guy. I'm done." So, Travis Kelsey has he's playing, a lot He's playing of Madden play. right now with Travis Kelsey, not himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing like... I love co- this guy. He's doing he's career so mode. The table. And all his buddies are like, this is weird. No, no. He's doing career mode. Like, yeah. He's like, he's him out of college. He's like, I'm going to live my life through him now. <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to the next. Let's, I, I, I like that tier a lot. I think... Aren't we looking at the same thing? 
Isn't yeah. there some depth at tight end? I like, yes, absolutely. Isn't there some depth there's at depth, tight end? There's, 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 there's so far out of what we've done. There's potential. Lot not that. Okay, you're right. This is a better way. There's potential at tight end. It's not necessarily depth. But we've done running backs, we've done wide receivers, and now we're doing tight ends. We probably aren't really going to get to quarterbacks, which is totally fine. I'm going to throw... Here's but what we're going to do. It, I'm going to do Running backs are the, are, the, are the scarcest thing. Yeah. It's, it's, you know what? It's interesting because the top-end running backs, I think, it grew a little bit from last year. Right? Uh, I, I say there's, there's six now. You know? I still say that running back is... is it, the difference is, is that after the top... Once you get past the top 13 or 14 running backs... From 14 or 15 through 30, what they score, this is where you look at the whole thing about comparing to, to wide receiver and such. I look at wide receivers 15 through 30, and I like those guys a lot more than I like running backs 15 through 30. For sure. And the weird thing is, out of that running for back total 15 score. through 40, yeah, for total you points. don't really know who's going to get the points. Right. I'll tell you right now. Or a toss-up. you got to understand that it's so different year to year. Last year at this point, and you guys are, I, I, I got to tell you right now, we, we are not remembering. We were 12 deep with running backs, and we were saying they were kind of a dime a dozen. You couldn't pick between a bunch of them. Everybody got injured last year. Everybody. I don't think it was Six 12. Six guys got injured for the year. It was about eight guys. No, it was 12. I, I, can, point, I can actually pull it up and point it out to you. Well, I can tell you about 12 thought. guys, you'd be like... I'd be great with having those guys. That'd be fine. Because the, t- the running backs the there year were, before me, there were, were awesome. I had, I had a list of all those rookies well. the year before. Let's go back and listen awesome. to the podcast. I thought you guys were going to be wrong about all those running backs. Yeah, that, that's what you got to think about. That's it's the year before. Wide receiver. Right. In 2011, or 2012, that's what you got to think about the year before last year. All the rookies were awesome. Trent Richardson rocked. Alfred Morris rocked. Doug Martin, Rot, all those guys that actually were awesome. You're like, those guys are in those top bunch. Morris was amazing. Yes, all those guys are in those top bunch. We had 12 deep. But this year, because everybody got injured, you're shortening the list. True, but at the same time, you also still have have Eddie Lacy last year that popped. You still had Giovanni Bernard that, that popped. So there are all these guys that, that hit. And the difference is, is that here's one thing that I'm curious as to when... Because it's so hard to, to gauge, right? What rookie is really going to be that ultimate success is going to really hit like that? And it happens every year. It does. You can almost guarantee there's going to be at least one or two rookie running backs that are going to end up top ten. Uh, you know. So when is it ever going to come to a point where our foresight can pinpoint that? That's, I mean, that's why you guys saw me. I'm, I'm the highest on Bishop Sankey this year. I got him as like my number 14 running back because I'm. I just believe that he's... He's in that role. He's got that position. He's got that ability. And given the chance, he's going to do it. I got him 18. So, but when am I? I'm wondering when I'm going to have, when I'll have the faith You'll to say, no, 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 when I'll have the faith to say a rookie running back can be a top 10 preseason running back. You know what I mean? <clears throat> because happened. you know what happens, but it's like. It's a rarity. Yeah. It's happening. Because, so, here's the, so here's what you realize then. Knowing that if you pick out who in your mind are great rookie running backs, you so we're know not talking about tight you're ends. always I know, but you're always <laughs> going to get them at a value, is what I'm saying. It's because true. 
All these other guys are grabbing that's all these why, guys. That's why, that's why they're a nice time to wait for their running backs. Right, yeah. Well, right. <laughs> there have been guys who, after, who have drafted four of them in a row, and they all were the losers. I like the deep guys. I, I am all about finding those deep, deep guys. Andre you Hill like a Terrence West? You Terrence like Terrence West? He's not as deep more, as you think. More Jared the, more McKinnon's the, a deep I guy. like uh, Jared McKinnon. I love an Alfred Blue. You've got to understand guy. situations yeah. as well. Situations add to the intrigue of a rookie running back. Andre Ellington last year, when I found that guy, I was like, this situation, for some reason, it, it, it's worth it for this guy. This is the guy that is going to adhere in this situation. He's going to excel in this situation, for sure. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough to predict a guy in the top ten. You just well, can't that's right. I know. But it, it happens every year, though. So it's, but it's, it does happen. It, but it's happening less and less because the guys are getting drafted later and later. If When Trent Richardson was the third pick overall in a rookie draft two years yeah. ago, I got him in the fifth round. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. In a that's, rookie draft. In a rookie in a, in in a draft, a rookie draft where I had to play a rookie, I got him in the fifth still round. Got him in he the was the third round. overall pick. You know who I took that year? See, but Val Verde. But a lot great of times pick. Me, I'm great well, pick. I'm in 12 team you leagues. You won the championship. In my 12 team it. league, I usually see like these rookie running backs who are like the top two or three, uh, maybe four running backs taken in the draft. Still go between rounds, depending on how the hype is on the guy, round three through round six. That's usually where they're going. So they're still going high. you know, And they're still being used like people are drafting a rookie as their wide running back two. Or they're maybe drafting him as their first running back backup. And that's what happens, and that's why teams win. Because I remember the team that had the best points uh, two years ago when Doug Martin blew up. He drafted Doug Martin in the seventh fucking round. And you're going, God. Doug Matica. Who, who was playing uh, Doug Martin when he played against the Raiders two years ago? Who did I play? Oh, God. Oh, uh, what up? <laughs> we were at Burger Bar together. All of us. Yeah. yeah. After hanging out and working on Pyro, we were there. He... Didn't do crap the first quarter. We shut it down. We were <laughs> tired. And then literally, I stuck around. You guys left. Right. You guys left. I left. Yeah. I stuck around. Or maybe you were still there. I don't remember. I was still there. You for were a still there. Long. We stuck around for a little bit. And all of a sudden, I remember you left. And me and Doc Man were sitting there. And all, all of a sudden, it was just like, oh boy. What's about to happen here? Doc Man was like, yeah. Doug Mack is a very, very, very emotional guy. I am very he, emotional. With fantasy that points to him is like, it's it's like mom jokes to the others. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to talk about tight ends anymore. I think we went pretty deep. Again, draft kit, tiers, tab, things sick. This is collective. Let's just do a quick quarterback thing. We're not even going to talk Let's about it. Throw it out there real quick. Yeah. Next four tight ends yeah. that we were going to talk about. Heath Miller, Delaney Walker, Antonio Gates, Garrett Graham. You want to go a little bit deeper in that? Tyler Eifert, Scott Chandler, Kobe Flater. So that's Flater. tier seven. Tier seven is, tier is seven. what you're talking about right yeah. now. So Eifert, Eifert, Chandler, Flater, and Mercedes Lewis, believe it or not, which I have faith in. Jason Morrow, uh, Amaro, and Tim Wright. Tier eight. Tier, that's tier eight. Yeah, Tim Wright, Luke Wilson, Michael River or Rivera. Great, uh, great sleeper. And Andrew Corliss and <laughs> great looking sister. <laughs> yeah, great looking sister. Andrew Corliss, uh, who might be atop the chart right now, and uh, Jermaine Gresson. Let's go over to uh, quarterbacks. And we're not even going to really talk about them at all. Tier one, 
we all kind of have different. Uh, I think all of us have a different little angle, and more and more breeze is getting more and more hot for me. But tier one is Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. I think we all would have different one, two, threes in that mix. But those and are the you guys. You may all as as well. And they're all worth. They're all they're worth. All the way worth it. Yeah. As, no one's as, right. There ain't as, no right. Very <laughs> said it right. There ain't no as right. I said earlier, Breeze, Manning, and Rogers are all worthy of a first round pick. And I agree. Those are the only ones. They're, they're, they're worth it as a first round pick, but I wouldn't. I'm not doing. I don't it. know if I'm going to do it. Nick Foles, what up? That's your boy that's, now. That's the next that's, question. That's my. That's three. That's third the round, question. fourth round. If I get that guy, I'm just. I'm fired up. See, well, here's Better than first let round. Let me ask you this: stuff. You're not how getting Nick Foles third, fourth round. How do you feel if, you're, third, if you're planning shit. on getting no, him in the third round? And I'm in more leagues. Are you and talking you about draft early? two guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you I'm draft your two guys oh. ahead, and now you're waiting, and Foles gets taken two picks before you. How pissed does that make you when you were like? Not at all. Who are you going for next then? I mean, Colin Kaepernick, of course. Kaepernick, <laughs> Luck. You guys like you guys <laughs> love. I love Luck. I bet you sure. love a stopper to four. There's a lot of quarterbacks. You got you guys like Russell Wilson more than I, but I wouldn't no, be too upset. I pay attention to system a lot. I system love make though. system and can make a quarterback. No do you think the Nick Foles would do well in Oakland? No, you think he'd do well in Cleveland? Who does course, well in Cleveland? Of course, of course exactly. Of course. I'm not saying I'm not okay. saying I love him anywhere. I'm <laughs> okay. saying I love him with the Eagles. Right. Exactly. So my point is. is, Philly's system was brought somewhere. New Orleans' system was brought somewhere. New Orleans was brought to Detroit. All of a sudden, Matthew Stafford is playing but in New Orleans. It system. depends on who brings the system. Is really? It, you you think it matters? Yes, I no, think it matters. I agree with, no, I agree with what everything you say. But you all I'm saying is, if, is, if is there's a man the system and there's a guy who's a secondary guy who's learned the system under the guy, then I would rather have the primary guy who's teaching the system. Oh, the course, I'd rather have the Or the third guy, guy or the fourth generation or the fifth generation. And there are variations of everyone. Like, we have Aaron Cromer. That's great. You know, is that part of the Saints offense? He was the offensive line coach for them. So that's part of that, but it's Trustman's offense for us, but it's partly a Saint type. I'll under, I understand that if you're talking about the difference between the offensive line coach and Trustman. Well, he's our, offense, the, he's our offensive coordinator. About, he's our offense coordinator. Okay. Hold we're on. Talking about we don't need to talk about the coach. I know. So we, like, we, like, we, like, we agree coach. with I'm you. I'm just talking about these we know generations you love Stafford. of the coaches. We know you love Stafford. It's not and like Stafford was before. I had to fight you before this thing was over, so just deal with it. We love we love Stafford. We all we all love Stafford. I think there are so many great quarterbacks here, which is that thing. You say that exactly. you name three quarterbacks that are worth the first round. They are. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. But there are. If you get a if you get if you're gonna That's fall, my multi you get, if you get, you get Aaron and I agree. I don't know it's not wrong. Well, you get Aaron Rodgers with the twelfth pick yeah. in the first round, it's a lot better than getting um <laughs> Le'Veon Doug Bell. Martin, Le'Veon Bell, uh, DeMarco Murray, right. Eddie Lacy, any of these right. guys. Absolutely. And that's also part of my whole thing. Like, we've talked about this. The whole strategy thing. That's why I love this strategy. It's six running backs. It's three quarterbacks. Two wide receivers. Maybe three. And a tight end. Which says to me, whichever way the draft unfolds, I can attack it from any direction. Whichever I deem best fit for where I'm drafting. And I think that's a great approach. You know, 
because I've been dead set up for all these years. I'm like, I'm going running back, and running back. I'm going wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. receiver. I'm grabbing that early quarterback, or I'm doing this. You know what? It doesn't work that way. But if you have at least that first round, I have that base to know that I'm going to get one of these 12, and based on which one I get, we'll determine which way I go with my second, third, fourth pick. And it's important to have predetermined, honest with yourself teams that you can have if you say, I went, I'm going with that eighth pick with a quarterback. What am I doing there with running back, wide receiver, and tight end afterwards? Obviously, if you take a quarterback at the first pick, you're an idiot if you take a quarterback again for another 15, 16 picks. Right. Uh, I mean, more or less. I'm the same, but, I'm but a, at the same, but at the same time. Guy, listen, if you draft Adrian Peterson, you don't need to be running after your second running back right away. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I think the one thing that happens where I like an early draft of a quarterback, and the reason why I think a Jimmy Graham is a good pick in the first round is it's one spot. It's one slot. Right. If, I, if, if, some, if lo and behold, I have the 5th, 6th, 7th, or 8th pick, and Jimmy Graham is there, and even if Calvin's there, I am going to look at myself and be like, wow, Jimmy, this is not probably the greatest pick, but it's, I shut down the position. Right. The position is done. I don't draft another tight end. I'll pick up a Jeff Cumberland on, 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 on his bye week. It, it's done. You'll you, Scott Scott fucking Chandler's still available in your last. Think about that. Up. Same thing with the quarterback. That's you why if you Manning, shut down right. a quarterback and on tight end, you can shut down a position. It's not like having a Matt Ryan with the bad with the bad schedule. Having a you know a guy like I had last year with Kaepernick who puts up forty six points for me in week one and negative four points for me <laughs> over the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know I'm not having a question mark. I'm getting solid production. And that's what you really want out of that first round pick. You want to guarantee solid production every week. Well, let's go on to the tier two. All right. In tier two, we have Nick Foles and Matthew Stafford, which is pretty awesome the way that we we did this because we know how high we are from the previous podcast that if you haven't listened to, you're going to listen to uh, from April 19th, Collective Tears. But we love luck. We love RG3. Ryan, we loved then. I loved him. He was my fourth uh, ranked when we yeah. were talking about it. Worst schedule in the league. Didn't know Don't love him anymore. Schedule back yeah, then. We didn't Not have the a worst. draft. 28th, we, but it's really bad. Yeah. Bad times, considering he's had a good one. And there's question marks, and you lose a Tony Gonzalez. You don't know exactly what's going to happen. Of course, it's going to make a difference. Jackson's already banged up and wasn't wasn't looking sweet last year, anyways. Yeah, and, and Julio Smellard. Jones, what are you going to get exactly? Roddy White just got his last contract that he's ever going to have, so he's not ever playing for a contract again. Who knows what's going to happen? Amen to you. To be honest, that Roddy White, you've done it the way you should do it. He was awesome. He's just Love done it for a franchise. For the way he's treated bands, the way he's treated, the way he's treated himself and, and worked hard, dude, the way he's treated we bands, got he's just been to the guy. Yeah, he's just an awesome dude. He deserves it all. At this point in your career, guys usually are getting jettisoned off to another team. Like we're not going to do another one. He's worth every penny. He's just you're a rookie in 2000. Awesome. Awesome. Was he a rookie in 2000? That's fucking awesome. 
He's awesome. I think it was, it was in my Four sixteen team keeper league. I was an expansion owner. It was either oh four oh five, whatever it was. I think it was five. He was my. It was either. I, I, it was five. It was five. Okay, so he was my first round draft pick in my second year in the league of of doing a rookie draft league. He was my second ever first round draft pick. Nice. Dude, I, that, that's a claim. I love the I guy. Love that. I love the fan. Huge fan of He Ryan. was banged up, and Dogmatica knows these game-by-game game brackets, which is such an awesome thing. It shows through and all the stuff you do on this podcast and in the draft kit. But Dogmatica is able to look at a season in, in, in like three moments of productivity. Oh, he really wasn't doing crap the first quarter. Not quarter. First third of the season. Kind of getting healthy on the second what was he doing on the last third? Not just that, dude. I'll, I'll tell you. Week to week, sign up for El Pyro Pro. Because I'll tell you, week to week, and I do it consistently, and I have no problem putting myself out there and telling you, if there are two great receivers on a team, I have no problem telling you that Ryder White's going to outscore Julio Jones one week. Because I know what type of defensive corners they're going to play. I know what type of system they're going to play. I know exactly what type of offense they're going to employ against that defense. And I'm going to tell you, there's going to be certain weeks that Roddy White's going to outdo a Julio Jones simply because of the way that that team is going to play the Atlanta Falcons, the way the Falcons are going to play that team. That's what we do for you. We look in depth. We're going to look in depth. We look farther in depth than any other place you're going to find. And I have no problem saying it outright because that's just what we do. We care. We care about you guys winning. So I, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I just thought I'd throw that shit out there. You're kissing. You're kissing the asses of our fans a little bit. No, I'm. I'm. I'm you can. I can. not I'll kiss their ass a little bit here. This is the bullshit of all bullshit, you scumbag. Ask yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the fucking movie is too much, dude. <laughs> the one thing I love is that uh, we had uh, we had. Stag Party put another piece up on our website, pyromaniac.com, this week. And um, I forget her name on Facebook, but uh, uh, God, what's her name? Karen Krinsky? Yeah. She's like, uh, good, I like it. Giddy's her favorite. I don't remember her exactly. name. Exactly. I like it. I like it. Did you bang her? What's going on? Um, <laughs> I'd like to meet her. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, who's this Stag Party? I don't like this new blood. Wait, Stag Party's not even new. He's been with us for four years. God bless him, Stag Party. Um, but she's like, I don't like this new blood. Who is he? I'm like, ah. she's like, I just want Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> she, want, she wants her expensive beer. Well, this is uh, pretty crowded. Yeah, well, $9 beer night. <laughs> uh, so well, lucky for you, Carrie, uh, Houdini's got a plane ticket for you. <laughs> My, from from hands off to hand hands on to hands off. Hey, right of your life, baby. <laughs> All right, go let's on, move on. Go go on with another quarterback or two, and uh, we'll shut this thing down pretty soon. Here. Okay. Well, the, tier three, as we were just talking about, Foles and Stafford, I, I do like in that tier two because they both have opportunities to explode and possibly even take over one of those top three spots. If you ask me, I really think that they all th- both of those guys do. This next group of guys, we got an Andrew Luck, uh, Ryan Griffin. Ryan? Robert Griffin. Matt Ryan, sorry. Robert Griffin III. <laughs> Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Brady and Tom Kaepernick. <laughs> Let's just fuck it all up. Uh, 
I, I, is I, it I Ryan Griffin from uh, Family yeah, Guy? Yes, that's Ryan. <laughs> I did. That's, that's Brian. Brian. What no, up? Ryan Griffin's on the Texans. Right. Yes. Right. We're getting smarter by the minute. Yeah, oh, there's boy, just no question about it. I so when I, I look at that tier, the guy, again. I, I look at Val Verde. About time you called one out. Sorry. Um, I really like uh, the favorite player for me is Andrew Luck. And again, I'm looking at the progression. I'm looking at a guy who's on the verge of breaking out, who's taking, going to take the next step. He didn't have a healthy Reggie Wayne or a healthy Dwayne Allen last year. He's got these guys this year. He's got a, a Trent Richardson to give him a second year in the system, learning the entire system to have a running game. They got new coaches involved. Things are going to, I'm just telling you. This is a year he's going to run for his six, seven touchdowns, and he's going to throw for 30 touchdowns. I love an, a Robert Griffin the third, and I also love a Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's in for a resurgence. I think if they get uh, Gronkowski back for the full year, if Dobson happens to, happens to actually get a little bit healthy, um, I, I love what's going on with New, New England this year. They're going to have a great defense a very good defense this year. I think Tom Brady's going to be able to come back very well. Robert Griffin under Jay Gruden. I love what's going to happen there. Ryan and Kaepernick. Very consistent. I think Kaepernick's going to boost himself up, and I think Ryan's very consistent and has great weapons. I want to draft Tom Kaepernick. Are you tra- are you drafting? I, I want to draft Tom Brady's on the draft board. Big time. Off the draft board. Are you taking Luck or Griffin first? Luck. You take Luck. Okay. Are you Real taking boss. Are you taking Tom Brady or Griffin first? RG. Oh God, it's so close. I'm taking my chances on a Brady. Me too. All right, let's go on to the next tier. Brady. There's something about him. I think this is the last elite one he's got. Maybe he's got one more. But they've got a chance to really make a push to the Super Bowl. I and think this it's is one kind, more. This is like this is kind of like. It's kind of it like, feels like the last hurrah for this last fucking day. Guy. He's, really the kind of, he's the kind of guy as much as people give chance. a chance. I trust. I trust nope. his. Nope. I trust his moxie. And for I hate that word. Love. I was gonna say no singing, but that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was my Michael Clark Duncan from. Uh, uh, Let's get it over. From uh, Ricky Bobby in Talladega, he's singing last last dance to Ricky Bobby. You did, you did great. You did great. I did do great. Carrie, this one's for you. What? Go, go ahead, Hoodie. No, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Set it up, right. buddy. Jake Cutler. Higher than he's ever been in his life. I want you to say for her. Right. Tier I got four. a girlfriend, brother. Tier four. Oh. Tier four. Jake Cutler. Higher yes. than we've ever had him in our life for good reason. Um, Russell Wilson. Cam Newton. Ryan Tannehill. I like Cutler and Tannehill the best out of those two, out of those four. I'll tell you right now. I didn't tell who's going to end up the highest. I like Tannehill, then Cutler. I like Cullen then Wilson and then Newton. I'm trusting Trestman's office. It's the funniest thing. What's going to end up happening is that Wilson or Newton, Wilson and Newton are going to end up like five and six, or seven and eight, or something like that. And Cutler and Tannehill will end up around like eleven and twelve. I know. That's what's going to happen. It sucks that it's going to happen that I way. Know. You're because right. Cutler and Tannehill have so much potential, but Wilson and and Newton have that running ability. And use the running. But Tannehill does too. He's just gonna have to. Neither use of them have had. Tannehill has the easiest schedule. Neither of any Wilson. quarterback. 
I Miami know. Dolphins, easiest. I know you do. You what, created, you created, what's, what's, what's created the system? Cutler, what's Cutler got? What's Cutler got? It's like Jack Lalanne. It's like you telling Jack Lalanne how to work out. I'm gonna give it to you. What's Cutler got? Cutler in the house, number trace. There you go. So the fact is, if these guys can throw, now Cutler's a guy who potential, potential. If all things go according to plan, could throw forty touchdowns. If he throws forty touchdowns, he's in that upper elite. Mm-hmm. I think where we have him sitting here is, is basing him on still being at an improvement, throwing between 30 and 35 touchdowns. You know, Hoping for it. Hoping for it. Well, yes. but 30, I think 30 is realistic here. Oh, for sure. For realistic. Where for where we're talking. I think the potential, though, when you talk about Tannehill to Cutler, Cutler has a higher end potential this year just because of his experience in the league, just because of the fact that I'll take Alshon Jeffrey and, and Brandon Marshall over Brian Hartline and Mike Wallace any day of the week. But hold on. And I'll of take course. Matt Forte and running back. Of course. Of course. But Cutler's going to go higher as a result. And we talk about value picks. True. And the biggest value pick, in my opinion, and I'm high on Tannehill this, this year, from things that you've told me, from your strength of schedule, from things I've read myself, and I'm <laughs> happy. I feel like Wallace is a guy that I put my, my eggs in and say, you know what, I don't like this guy at all, but I feel like he's going to kind of make – Make this change. I like Tannehill a lot. I like the team. I like the trajectory of what they're going to do. And I like him because of his athleticism. Yes. I don't think Cutler's going to run a touchdown. At I don't all. think Cutler's going to drive as high as you think, though. Listen, this is a guy who's perennially, even when he's had all the offense, he's still got the injury bug on him. This is a guy, again, this is where he... Higher than ever. Here's why these... Higher than ever, though. Both of these guys, all these guys, this is why I like the quarterback position this year. These are all guys that have value. These are all backup quarterbacks we're talking about. It's true. That's what's amazing about this. And this is where if you are drafting a guy like Tannehill or or Cutler as your backup, they have a potential to be your starter. I like both of them as my starter, to be honest. That's fine. I do. Tannehill does not have an injury risk to him. He's played all 16 games. That's not going to be Love a problem. It. Agreed. Like I said. He just doesn't know what division he plays in. And that's true. <laughs> it's probably it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He doesn't know where his offensive coordinator now came from, which came from Philly. <laughs> his offensive coordinator I'm gonna, came I'm over I'm going to buy him Philly. a compass for his birthday. <laughs> gonna, I'm going to buy his wife. I'm going to buy him a plane ticket on <laughs> your <laughs> fucking plane. You're going to buy, buy his wife a... a, a yeah, I'm just going to buy his wife. <laughs> How I'm much going to buy his wife? And, for the children. And, and that rental car that she left the uh, semi-automatic in. For the women. For the women. The women. Listen, I love that. You'll be killed. Tannehill is going to... You'll be dead. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. Ah, oh, he said kill. He said kill. That's why Jimmy... You'll be dead. That's why Jimmy Smith's Star Wars lies. This droid is not worth Well, here's what I'll say. Here's what you'll say. Dude, are you gay? No, I'm not gay. I've been with tons of women. I touched the guy's balls at Hebrew school once. Dude, it's not a big deal. You like to fuck guys. I'm cool. I got friends that fuck guys. In jail. (laughs) (laughs) There's something about both those guys that's pretty awesome. And I think you're going to see both of them. Maybe Tannehill is going to be more of a value pick. But I think Cutler's going to go higher than you think. But I'm happy with either of them, you know, to be honest. Let's go to the next tier. Matt Ryan uh, is in that tier that we just talked about. So the next, next tier is no. going to be tier five. Phillip Rivers, Sam Bradford, Tony Romo, who they're saying is having a tough time throwing the deep ball because of the back injury, and EJ Manuel. 
Are you sure it's no. is a back injury? Maybe it, it might be ankylosing spondylitis. I've heard that the AS is a, is a big thing these days. Have you not heard about those ankylosing spondylitis? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god, these are like all these commercials. Okay, I watch a lot of uh, TV and, and, and uh, listen to a lot oh, of Oh, I'm looking at my tears. Yeah, you're looking at your tears. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say, because. Sorry. But sorry, I'm looking at my tears. It's all like, I don't give a fuck about what you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I'm telling Sorry. you what, ankylosis spinalitis is a real thing. It's a real problem for people's backs. Fair enough. Okay, I was looking at Philip Rivers, Tony Romo, and it is. Roethlisberger, and Carson Palmer. So Rivers, we're, we're, Romo, just Roethlisberger, We're at three hours. So we've got 15 minutes. And I know, I, I got a seven minute long song to close this out on, so. Like, so we're, we basically gonna, we're basically going to break five up. Five minutes, our, our we're done. That we broke. Five, five minutes, minutes we're done. Rivers. Uh, that's going to a running system. He's not going to be as high as he was last year. He's still going to be good, especially because he just got a Malcolm Floyd back. I like that. I love that. You like Floyd more green. than I do. I, he's just better than people think. And he's, he's a bigger addition than a fucking Vincent Brown. I'll tell you that. All right. He, yes. He, you know, that's not what you said last year. That's not what I was saying last year. I know. Wait, wait, wait okay. no, hold on. But honestly, that's nice. That was like, that had been cathartic for you. It to was. Vince, yeah, right. To get Vincent I Brown out of your system. I, I have no problem admitting that. I have exercised the Vincent the Brown. Brown demon. Listen. Nice. I like it, though. Fantasy's all about a short memory. Now I'm all about. Very short memory. Now I'm all about. Vincent yeah. Brown, gone. I like a CG. Third round pick, Malcolm Floyd. <laughs> okay. Um, Tony Romo. Do believe he's going to get injured. If he doesn't get injured, he's going to be higher than this tier. I'll tell you that right now. He's going to be above Cutler, Wilson, Newton, Tannehill, all those guys. If he doesn't he's gonna get be, he's gonna be up into that second, uh, third tier. That if we he doesn't about. get injured by week eight, no doubt. Dog but. is sending Jeff Galuli out there with a uh, with a thing. Well, now but he'll be you. Hey, he will be done don't, by don't week. That no, no, me too. I, I listen. I, 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 I'm, I'm busting him too. I'm week busting ten out. I'm, I'm is not, his cutoff him. point. Right. That's his expiration age. Week ten. <laughs> so if you have him, he goes trade him before that happens because I'm telling you, week ten is his expiration age. Roethlisberger, always better than you think. Way better than you think. The guy's perennially, and believe it or not, he was number nine last year in fantasy. Nine. 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 Get that into your fucking with head. One, with nine. one player pulling in a great one. season. Antonio Brown. And you thought they run all the time. Le- uh, uh, Marcus Bell. Wheaton, Dry Archer. I like that a lot better. Dude, and then an Antonio Brown and an Emmanuel. Martavis Bryant, and they have still Lance Moore. I mean, they still have some. They got Lance Moore there now? Yeah. Oh, God, stop the presses. Lance Moore. Stop the presses. Lance Moore's a guy. I was a guy who used to like Lance Moore. You guys give me crap about that. You liked any of these guys. Keith Miller. Am I wrong Huge or wasn't 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 he banged up for the first and he's like coming off an ACL injury and but starting and week still, one the, he was still like top ten in the league in catches for tight ends last year even quickest turnaround off, off a cat- uh, catastrophic awesome. the guy's injury gonna, ever. The guy's actually gonna be a lot better than people think this year so Roethlisberger always worth a look Carson Palmer it's Bruce Arians they have talent galore over there and it's pass catching talent Andre Ellington starting with it. Is the running back catch, uh, pass catcher, and then you have of course Fitz, and you have Malcolm Floyd, Ted Ginn, and John Brown now a rookie who could do fucking anything on the field. The reason and why I like that talent is it all is kind of different. It you is. Know, there's a lot you, you talk about talent 
even on the Bears, threat, there's like threat, there's like the tall guys, threat, strength, Buccaneers. It's like Evans and these guys kind of have that whole Tetris deal they're like, they're like set on all that different type they're of talent. They're the Nintendo uh, hockey the team. They got a skinny guy, a fat guy. And yeah, a yeah, yeah. Guy. I like it. Sure. I like it. It's Multifaceted all. It's Vancouver Canucks with Burray. Best hands, best height, best speed, best strength. Tight end Nicholas is a monster and an awesome fucking running back who could do anything. Worst division. <laughs> yeah, to that's be worst division to be, to be in. That's I agree. For sure. That's, that's why he's down sure. so far. All right, they were tier number tier number six. Tier number six. Bradford, Andy Dalton, Rich. Did you guys see on Facebook the uh, picture I put of Andy Dalton uh, uh, head uh, Johnny on Manziel. Johnny Manziel's money? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I didn't create it, but I saw uh, awesome. Rhino or whatever your name is. That shit's hilarious. It's funny. I think all three of us are going to have different opinions on this. We have Bradford, Dalton, and Eli Manning in this tier. Who's your guy's favorite? I'll of go. Those three? I'll go with Dalton right now. Yours? I want to go with Dalton or Eli. I want to go with Dalton. I'll go with Dalton. Oh, really? Let's strike the schedule. Let's, I thought one of you guys would take fucking Bradford. I'm Eli all the way. Eli's strength schedule's four. I'm no, Eli. Eli, Eli just, I didn't like what I saw in the Hall of Fame game. And I don't, I, you know, screen offense is one thing. I'm curious to see how, they're, how it's going to work. I'm Eli because of the value pick. I'm, I'm Dalton just because here's a guy that's gone to the playoffs every single year and has won, just hasn't done it in the, in the postseason. And I'm in fantasy. I don't give a rat's ass about the postseason. <laughs> Unless I'm in my league and I won't draft him in that league. But hey, short like memory. It. Short yeah. memory, that's the thing. Jay Gruden. I know. Now, Hugh Jackson. Very different. Very, 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 very different. True. You're telling me that you would take Josh McCown right now. It's basically what you're saying. No, I'm not saying that's that. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> you're comparing. The one you're, thing, you asked no, me, I'm not. You I'm asked me between fact. Andy Dalton, Eli Manning, and Sam Bradford. Okay, so... Let's not compare this to Josh McCown here. McCown's not in the conversation. Andy Dalton is not Josh McCown. Andy Dalton will crush Josh McCown by 80 fantasy points or more this year. Here's the question I got. No, I'm not saying specific quarterback and poor quarterback. I understand change of system. I think it's a misnomer is all I'm going to say. Here's the question I got for you. Let's move on. We will see. We'll stick one question in that one. Bradford... I think is for a guy that we're sitting here looking at twenty. If, if he stays healthy, if things and I don't love Fisher as a fantasy football head coach, but they have the talent. They've been constructing the offensive line. There's no doubt about it that Bradford, as a backup quarterback, yeah, could be a top ten I guy. Like too, but again, if you're looking at for for certainties, his wide receivers are completely unproven. These are guys that they spent a lot of high picks on. We were talking about him two years ago. Brian Quick was supposed to be something. Now he's but he's finally sort of kind sort of looking, looking okay. like it. Right, but again, no one's proven it on a regular season. I thought you loved your... They uh, were even more unproven last year. I do like and Sam And he was when, no, when Sam Bradford went down the last receiver. year. Here's the thing with Sam Bradford. He was number 10 in the fantasy league when he went out last year and his all his receivers were completely unproven last year. They've gotten better this year and they added better talent this year. That makes Sam Bradford a legitimate choice, not just for top 10, but even higher than top 10, 
if he stays healthy for the entire year. That's the same thing with a Tony Romo. Tony Romo is the same situation where if he stays healthy for the entire year, that guy is top 10 easily, no doubt. But that's the same thing with Bradford. There's a reason why Bradford was chosen number one in the draft. But do you think he's going to stay healthy? Because I remember Bradford was the wrong. And that's why I put Romo down there. We were talking a bunch of podcasts ago, and I know you're like, you're not. I'm against Bradford. Yeah, you're not not on him. No, no. I'm more, I'm still on him. I'm just saying, if you're asking me amongst those three quarterbacks, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not taking Eli and I'm not taking Bradford I'm I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm, well, that's I'm what, no, I fully understand and I'm fully with you actually. That's the thing. I said I'm against the Romo pick. I'm against the Bradford pick. But I will give the caveat that if they do stay healthy, they're worth it. Period. Well, all right. I'm gonna I'm mention, just, I'm just I'm gonna mention the last stuff. tier. And if you want to talk about it, great. This is the last tier we're really going to talk about. I'll mention the next ten guys on it. Tier is tier seven at quarterback is Flacco, EJ Emanuel, Alex Smith, Jake Locker. Then tier eight is Ryan Fitzpatrick, Johnny Manziel, Josh McCown, Matt Schaub, Geno Smith, Teddy Bridgewater. Who, let's be honest, Bridgewater, from what I'm reading, needs to start moving up. Absolutely, he's starting week one. One hundred percent. Done deal. Uh, Chad Henne, who we should probably move up to because he's starting week one as 100%. well. Uh, but that, that that's where it's at. So if there's anything worth talking about here, we got tier set. These are all backup guys. And again, fire draft kit. Check out this is one tab out of 18 that is just ridiculous. But I'm going to do a couple more little pyro promos here unless you guys want to talk about either of those quarterbacks. Any, um, any of those all quarterbacks. I also, all I want to mention is that it's not just one tab. This is just one of like five different sections of a tab. This is the collective tiers. We all have our own tiers in this one. This yeah. is a collective tier. We're all kind of going through it and giving like a medium. You know, we're all agreeing on we're something. We're doing our collective tiers. Then under that, side by side, we have Dogmatica, D-Rex, Houdini, Stags and the collective will be on all on all positions. Then we go individually, Dogmatica and yours by yourself. Then we go mine by myself. Then we go yours by yourself. Then we go Stags, and then after that, no collectives on the side of all of ours. Yes, collectives just on the side of everything. We'll show you. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So it goes our. It goes. It's five verticals for four guys, and the far right is collective. And then, right. and then you have all the individual ones if you just want to look. Fired at up to get it, that in the mix for uh, draft kit number four. Um, on top of that, I'd, I'd say that just buy that draft kit. We've got literally. I've been working almost day and night with my developer to get the f- new version of Pyro up, and it's going to be happening within the next two to three days. We are going to have a new site, and it is. So friggin' close, and it's unbelievable how much minutia and detail there is in QA and whatever. And I'm sorry to my partners here, and I'm sorry to everyone that we had haven't had that thing up for the last two or three weeks. But holy crap, we're trying to make the best it is. I could put it up right now if I wanted, but it wouldn't be a good call. Pyro Pro is coming in the next couple weeks. I figured out one, we need more time with it, but two, the way it's built, it's more of an in-season tool. It really is just like a, once you have your teams constructed, you fill in your dashboard with these players, and you're getting the news, the information, the news feeds, 
and, and, and any rankings and whatever based on your team and your guys. It is sick and it looks so friggin' cool. Our news feeds are gonna be able to, you're gonna be able to share this stuff. It is sick. And above and beyond that, we've got so many awesome players working with us. Obviously, uh, Dogmatic, I've been working with you for ages on this thing and respect everything you brought to the table. We've actually been working together on this mindshare wise. For about 15 years. Yeah. When I was back at Stats, I remember I was talking about it. Yeah. Let's get this going. Well, we've been doing it real for real about seven for, years. Yeah, for about seven years. And we this is our sixth season. You know, we didn't just come up with it and do it. Houdini, you've been with us for about three and a half, four my years fourth, now. Fourth season. Fourth yep. season. It's crazy. And we got other people. Stags has been there since year two as our intern. Now he's a partner. We've got... Uh, Valverde, 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 rocking it and doing some great stuff. Suits doing some great stuff. Another thing that I'll talk about: we got other writers. Mo rocking it. We got AC rocking it. It's sick. Next week, Batavia. That's Mo. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Jared. He, he, he wants to be called Mo. Mo. Sorry. What do you Next want to be week, called? Mo. Mo. He, right. Next week, we're doing our 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 mock draft. Mock draft. Based on PPR, and we'll put out. I want Stags to do the rules or whatever. We're gonna do it on a PPR, and we got a bunch of dudes in it. It's gonna be friggin' awesome. Freaking. We're just fired up. This this is gonna be a huge year for us at Pyro, and we love you guys listening and being a, a part of this with us on this journey. And just respect you guys so much. And we, you guys know what we put into this, and it's substantial. We have no lives. We work, and then we work on this. <laughs> And the emails that you guys send and the high fives that you give to us on Twitter and on we Facebook. Love them. I mean, Solid9 today said, or yesterday on his, on his second opinion, he said, what does it feel like to be the best fantasy football studs, advice givers, blah, 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 whatever he said, heads and tails above anybody else? What does it feel like? And he, he literally said, I just want to know. And the truth is, when we hear that kind of stuff, and we love, we've loved you since day one. You're so fucking good looking. The <laughs> truth is, we work so hard on it to hear that because we're not fucking around. We want to be the best. We want to be the best. I'm fucking Jordan. You're Pippin. You're Rodman. We're, or you're Shaq. You're Kobe, and I'm friggin'. Who was the other guy? Jordan Farmer. Or. <laughs> It doesn't matter. I'm Michael In Cooper. Any, I'm Michael Cooper with the socks pulled yeah, up way high. You're Magic Johnson and I'm Kareem. There is these constructions. It doesn't matter. We're working so hard on this shit and it's a team effort and we're doing it because we want to be the best. We're doing this to be the best. And when you guys give us the love, it makes us want to be better. And fuck's sake... Three hours and 11 minutes. No one in the industry, in any industry of podcasts, would fathom the thought of a three hour and 11 minute podcast. And what's going to happen is I, it's 11.36 on Wednesday night. I am going to edit this, which won't be too bad. There's only a couple splices. And have it up <laughs> on the site by 3 o'clock tonight. And I'm going to be up early. And when I wake up this morning... There will be 300 listens yes. to this fucking podcast at 8 in the morning. And be. we love you for that. You fucking first listeners in the middle of the night, fuck's sake. Love it. it we love you guys. It. I love, love you guys. It. Ready? Let's do it. 
So awesome. This, this, this awesome. season is about to start, boys. It's set. Fantasy football in the mix. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close us out. Yeah. Uh, I played Greedy Man because we are greedy men. And those of you who who listen to us are greedy for fantasy information, and we are here to give it to you. And those of you new listeners who did not get on to us last year, who did not win your championships, but now you have found us. We're going to close out because James Brown's movie, uh, Get On Up, is out in theaters. I haven't seen it yet. I will see it this week. I cannot wait. I've been so excited to see this movie. But regardless, we've loved James. I've met James in... I saw him 90, play in, in... Did you fucking yeah, really? Yeah, 91. We had, nice. We did a... For Music Bank, we had James Brown play at the Warfield for our Christmas uh, party. Before we even launched, we gave him 250 grand. Met the guy downstairs in Jerry Garcia's room nice. at the Warfield. I saw That's him 10 phenomenal. years ago play at the African Festival of the Arts at 55th and Cottage Grove in Chicago, which, as those of you know, as a white boy... I did not belong there. Me and my three friends were about about the only white people I saw. We had the best time in the world. Everyone was so nice to us. James was amazing. It was incredible. So, Godfather, as I say, as I'm going to close this thing out, the song that I'm going to give you, for all you new listeners out there, you're going to win this year, and you're going to give everyone in your league the payback.
Championship this year. You want it? They want revenge on you. Don't let it happen. 